Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2014 and beyond. With me always is the amazing Brad, the spectacular James Hart, and I am your friendly neighborhood host, Ryan, and we are joined by three of them, uh, filmmakers this week. But if you're wondering what we do on Real Nerds Podcast, every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we had the pleasure of seeing the amazing Spider-Man 2. Summer movies have officially started. And they'll officially end with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Brad. Is that really what it is? Yay. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like, I think it is. I think it's August 17th. Well, I guess it goes a little longer than that. I think it's August 8th or something. Huh. Is it the week after Guardians? Uh, I think it's the week before. Can we count Guardians? No, Guardians Let's is count the Guardians. first. Fine, then the week after. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just saying it's before. You don't have to get all bitchy about it. Someone uncork Brad's underwear up his butt. Ew. Wow. Oh. Like, hey, just because you don't like that they have snouts on their mace doesn't mean you have to take it out on me, okay? <laughs> they ruined this movie. <laughs> I, I saw the, I saw the uh, trailer in IMAX 3D last night. It's pretty cool. Well, not true IMAX 3D. <laughs> not true IMAX 3D, no. I mean, I think it's like, you know, seven feet shorter than a true IMAX screen. Um, it's yeah. substantially shorter. Is it really? I don't yeah. know. No, it's, I think it's half the size of an IMAX screen. Yeah, it's something like that. But Then why, why are, then why are they from... able to say that it's an IMAX? Because uh, it's, it's still it's, running. It's, they it's projected. significantly uh, shorter on the, the top and the bottom. Yeah. On the sides, it's fine. Um, That's Zach, Zach Eastman, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I really wanted to do that. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like the Green Goblin from the 1960s cartoon. Yeah, and you know what? I really wanted to. I really, really wanted to try to capture that 60s era that everybody forgets. Hey, here's a Spider-Man fun fact. You know the Green Goblin uh, voice actor from the 60s was the same one who did it in the 1990s cartoon show? Really? Yeah, he was a Green Goblin for a lot of the cartoons until um, Spectacular Spider-Man, actually. Oh, wow, I'll be damned. Yeah, I forget his name. I never really watched the uh, the Marvel one from the 90s, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man one. Like I, I know it was like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. That was that was how I learned <laughs> to like Spider-Man. Was that show? Yeah. And then James ruined it for me. He because you know I always liked the show because I re- actually I really liked the guy who did the voice for Peter Parker. Yeah, he's still the voice of Peter Parker in my head. Yeah. Uh, and then James says, you know, when you watch that show, Spider-Man never punches anybody, and mm-hmm. all the villains defeat themselves. Yep. I said, bullshit, James. So I put in the one where he fights the Green Goblin for the first time. Yep, the Green Goblin beats himself. Then the one after that, Mysterio beats himself. One after that, Craven beats himself. That's why Spectacular Spider-Man, the cartoon, is so great, because it's oh, like totally. real violent. Yeah. yeah. But the stories, like the, the characters in that one are really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I really care about the people in that one. Yeah, the uh, only Of course, one... I was also like eight, but... Yeah. No. It's fair. You know, when the Green Goblin had a gun that would teleport him to different worlds, yeah. Yeah. When they went into, like, Madam Web, that mm-hmm. whole thing, oh, that was bad. Yeah, it's still fun. Yeah. I still watch them. Totally. I still wait. I still hope they release them, you know, as, like, one volume. Yeah. But they're still in. Yeah. Because they're still, like, the ultimate villain showdown. So they're always broken up. I still have up it on those, like, individual Buena Vista DVD releases. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I want the whole thing. It's, it's time. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> nobody likes us. 
<laughs> Anyways, we also talk about movies we've been watching, comic books you should be reading, box office numbers, uh, stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. Mostly just Blu-ray. Fuck DVD. And, yeah. Uh, um, what am I missing? News. <laughs> Great. We're gonna have to talk about somebody dying this week. Yeah. Maybe got we a. Are. Maybe got the wrong mushroom. That's a super. <laughs> this is a super. Is it Super Mario or Super Mario? Bad preview. <laughs> oh. And, and that and that movie it always drove me crazy because, um, I think Princess would call him Mario and then Luigi would call him Mario. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Fuck. Let's call him Mario. Anyways, there's a little cliffhanger for what we're going to talk about in news, guys. Yep, time to start the show. Yeah. What the fuck are we going to do? Hey, James, welcome back. You weren't here last week. Thank you. Yeah. That was the big easy. Uh, exhausting. Did you get fucked up every night? Yep. Nice. Well, I just didn't sleep. Is that the same? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got fucked up every night. When me and Brandon were there, uh, he we went to... You know, in the French quarters, there's always these bars. All they do is pour slushy alcoholic drinks out. Yeah. And, uh, Which are gave, delicious because it's hot as balls down yeah. there. And they gave you a free shot for it. And so I got, like, blue raspberry gayest drink you can possibly get there. Yeah. And then uh, they gave you a free shot. I didn't want the shot. But Brandon's like, I'll take the shot. I want the jet fuel <laughs> was the name of the shot. And he, he shot it. And he went, <laughs> and he fucking died on the street. I was, li- I was luckily able to revive him, but, you know. Wow. I didn't know you'd saved someone's life. I did. From alcohol poisoning? I did. That's insane. You, you truly are the amazing Ryan Thank you. Uh, it was funny, too, because when we were there, we were walking down the French Quarter, and I was just, I'm oblivious, you know. I am just keep on walking. Like, oh, the architecture here is so unique. It's from early 18th century, and you can see the detail. And Brandon said, oh, don't go any farther, dude. There's lots of black people down that way. <laughs> he did not. He did. Like, oh, my God. And because the French Quarter is really brightly lit until you get to a certain area, then it gets really dark. Yeah. And he says, just just come back. Come back to the light. <laughs> um, so we started walking. This is a true story, by the way. Um, so we started walking away. And out of the alley, this African-American gentleman started coming towards us. And Brandon started like walking fast, like, oh, my God, here it comes. And this black guy comes up to me, and he goes, hey, man. And he hits me on the shoulders, like, have fun. And he just kept on walking. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I told Brandon, do you feel like an asshole yet? And he said, a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, you wow. should. I, uh, I, was at, I was at church like a week before this and told somebody, this weird old dude I've never run into before named Joe. And I told him, like, oh, I'm going to go to New Orleans. And he was like, oh, be careful down there. And I said, oh, yeah, why? And he goes, they support other cultures. <laughs> That's all he said. He just said other cultures. He didn't say, like, sinful, evil, you know, you'll find yourself in a gut. No, just other cultures. Well, he, he you didn't know. want you to kick a midget because then you grow a tail. <laughs> that is truth. Yeah. That is fact. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Anybody, but, I mean, <laughs> every, every single corner of every street, mini mart with lots of liquor. I went to the CVS. There was more liquor in the CVS than there were pharmaceuticals. That's it was pretty, ridiculous. That, that's pretty much every street in L.A. Every CVS pharmacy you go in there, there's nothing but like big tall bottles of Pinnacle vodka there. Well, oh, isn't man. couldn't you make the argument that alcohol is a pharmaceutical? I mean, I, uh, it, well, it can help uh, dull the pain, I the mean, pain of rejection in Los Angeles. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Drop my phone. That's I should. I should break one more. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Cool. So, James, you know, you were on vacation. What should we do first? Um, oh, fuck. He's going to talk about someone who died. No, we've got these people here. I feel like we should find out who they are. Do you mind if I introduce here? them? Since I no. brought no, them I don't here. mind at all. Sorry, I, I just no. want to take the lead on Where this. Where we're going. Okay, there you go. Um, it's uh, called a segue, ago, when I came back into Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <Come on. laughs> about a month ago when I came back to Denver, um, a filmmaker friend of mine uh, reached out to me. He said that he wanted to... Uh, have me come out and take a look at this project that he's working on. Uh, it's called Two Years Since Friday. Um, it's a short film that uh, uh, really kind of spoke out to me, and uh, I wanted to bring out the director for Real Nerds. Uh, it's Tony Gross. Cool. How's it going? Nice yeah. to meet you, Tony. I kept on expecting him to say Two Years a Slave. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a much shorter and less yeah. depressing movie. <laughs> when he says, I will survive, it's a little bit like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it was bad, but it wasn't bad for that long. It's Brevard Smith as... <laughs> Uh, sorry, no, really. Talk about why you're here, Tony. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just here because, uh, like, Zach, uh, you just brought me onto this really super cool podcast. Nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks I, for judging us so quickly. Oh, yeah. No, I've listened to this before, dude. It's oh, good. really? Oh, yeah. Man, there he is. That's the guy. He's the yeah. one who's been listening. That's yes. me. <laughs> no, but, uh, but, yeah, no, it's just me and Zach, uh, we're pretty close. Like, we're, we're almost, like, completely done pre-production. Like, all we need is just, like, like funding. And so uh, we have a Kickstarter page up right now that you can, like, fund or whatever. Um, and the, the link is on, like, the Facebook page of either me, Zach, or the official Two Years Since Friday Facebook page. I feel like such a jerk. I'm just like, hey, I'm walking in your house. I'm plugging stuff. Like, it's, that's like, what we do here. That's, that's what we're supposed to do, right? right that's that what how this... you told about me for the past year? Yeah. That's well, what... that and Zach keeps on judging me. Oh, God. <laughs> such a dick. What do you mean? That's what this house in is everything. for. In everything? <laughs> everything. Oh. No, me and Zach have this funny fake, like... Rivalry. Whoa, it's, it's like, like, like <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack Benny and Fred Allen back in the day, like I back in the forties. Yeah. For all you, for all you eighty-year-old people listening, <laughs> <laughs> lots of them. Yeah, all grannies the, down there. Whoa, the they still think right down the real nerds talk, talk about horse dicks. They all still think. <laughs> hey, I think that's the first that time Dino's we've talked about alive. horse dick this year. It is, man. Yeah. Oh God. James's mother calls me crass because I talk about horse dong. <laughs> yeah. All I do is swear on this show. And yet show. she's never said one thing to me out of the horrible things that have come out of my mouth. I don't let her listen to your episodes. <laughs> I keep on trying to think of other ways to say horse dick, but I can't think of anything. I tell else. her I'm not on that one. I haven't talked about donkey ball cum yet. Whoa! Wait a minute. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, but no, uh, Tony's film, um, I highly encourage you to check it out. It's a script that really spoke out to me. Um, we're in the fundraising process right now. Um, we're hoping to start shooting near the end of June. Uh, so if anybody out there wants to kick in about five, ten bucks, you know, please, uh, you know, visit the site. We'll be updating with videos and, uh, funny little things to help promote this campaign as much as possible. Tony, if I give you $10, what the fuck are you going to give me? Dude, we got prizes. Yeah. <laughs> there are prizes? Like, yeah, dude, prizes. He says that ambiguously. <laughs> Tell me like, about your prices. It's like 10 bucks, like adhesive medical strips. Nice. You're going to yeah. take me to Subway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I have to get the Subway sub of the month, or can I get whatever it's I want? It's got to be sub of the month, dude. I mean, Fuck. it's 25 you get like the Yeah, he's still got to oh, get gotcha. some yeah, yeah. funding out of gotcha. this. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. If you just get an Italian BMT, that might take the whole $10. You're like, yeah, that's, that's a that's I get a, I get double meat. That's a quality item, James. Yeah. James gets double meat get wherever double meat. he goes. I get <laughs> I get oil and vinegar. You know, they upcharge for that shit. <laughs> James, you're not uh, no, whatever, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they always charge me for it. <laughs> you think they just give you the double meat for free? Well, why? Cuz I'm a fat kid? Oh my God. No. no. <laughs> 
I don't understand what's Anyway, going. I've got another guest here. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've just been sitting here, like, listening. Yes. I can introduce him. I can okay. Introduce him. Dude, yeah. Tony, 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 ask him if he likes the double meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll offer you double meat after this questionnaire. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Anyways, introduction. Uh, this is Andrew Olis, who's also a Denver filmmaker. Very accomplished filmmaker. <laughs> uh, submitting his stuff around, starting to do, like, festival stuff. Uh, but, yeah, take it away. Pump some stuff. Uh, well, hey there. Uh, I'm Andrew Olis. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what Tony was talking about, that accomplished thing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess if you know anything of mine, it'd be Detective Meredith Hitler, SPI, <laughs> which may or may not be uh, premiering at um, Denver Comic-Con. Uh, nice. When, when that is. Are you part of the real heroes of uh, filmmaking? No. No? That sounds cool, though. What is that? You submit films by yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, great. Let me, let me just jot that down real quick. Shit, Twombly's not qualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they showcase in their festival. <laughs> that is too late for you now, sir. It's but, too late, hey, You know what? It's okay. Just walk around Denver Comic Con with a TV strapped to you with your movie playing. There you go. Self-promotion. Yep. It always works. Greatest idea ever. Yeah. You're talking uh, Denver Comic Con. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, well, other than that, then, uh, well, I guess we had a pretty good success with uh, our horror film from uh, UCD for the Stanley Dean's Cup uh, last weekend. Uh, did pretty well, I think. It's called Velvet Voyeur. So uh, we'll be submitting that around to a couple more, to Mile High uh, Horror Fest and uh, a couple others like that. Mile High is badass. Yep. That was awesome. We, we love those that. people. Yeah. Uh, I have, um, I, I know a couple of the filmmakers involved with that beyond like uh, people that you know, Zach. When you hold the mic that far away and you keep on turning your head, no one you, can hear what gonna, the fuck you're saying. Some, uh, <laughs> oh god, it got loud. It was all it was all planted. Still can't hear you. <laughs> no, um, no, Velvet Voyeur just screened at the uh, Stanley Film Festival. Um, so everybody should be like looking out for it soon. I believe you guys have submitted it to other places. Um, from what I've heard, uh, we will. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, so you know, be on the lookout for it. Cool. Oh, welcome, gentlemen. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Always welcome to promote shit on our show. Sweet. But that's not why I'm here. I'm here for one specific reason, which will come later in the show. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah stay tuned for the review of The Amazing Spider-Man. Stay, stay tuned for when Zach derails everything. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dude, the whole car right here. Like, just me and Andrew were like, no, it was a pretty rad movie. Like, I liked it. You're spoiling. Like, it was, it was oh, cool fu- whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, you're, whoa, you're, you're whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Don't talk about the review yet. Oh, you're, shit. You're, you're just like it's the trailers right. of that movie. You're spoiling everything. <laughs> that was a five-second teaser. This is five second teaser. Do these guys like the movie? Stay tuned to the end of the show of Real Nerds Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For Ryan to beat the shit out of Zach. <laughs> I've been uh, preparing for it. Never. <laughs> never? Never. Never, ever, ever. Get back together. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> now we owe Taylor Swift like $500 for just doing that little no, bit. No, you can yeah, do dude. like 30 seconds before you owe anybody money. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. She's saluting oh, yeah. the Hydra. Who cares? That's that's how nice. like m- that's how music works. You can steal Captain America seconds. shout out. Your reference. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, dude, I love that. We'll talk about it later. I love that. So movie. if you are a fan of knowing what movie was the number one movie last week, I can by you. dollar amounts, here it is. This is the box office stats. The number one movie last week was, I don't even remember, what the fuck came out last week? <laughs> <laughs> it was The Other Woman. 
I didn't. I did not That's expect right. this at all. Twenty-four million. I think yeah. was the other I, I woman. I can't do yeah. a proper mic drop on this, but isn't it funny <laughs> when when Brooklyn yeah, Decker please, please is stop trying to break no wait mics. what's her name Kate Upton what Kate, the fuck? Upton. Kate Upton yeah. yeah I know they're all the same who is, when she's running who is Kate Upton she's, she's a, a model. she's a model a model who cares swimsuit model dude have you seen her breasts that's why people care he's got a point have breasts you have breasts I do oh you son of a bitch. I'm sorry, I didn't want to compliment yours right away. I'm going to beat now, the shit out of you. <laughs> wow, we're too Guess who doesn't get to come on the show ever again? Are you, are you guys still associated? This is your chance to be like, I don't yeah, love Yeah, dude, Zach this is anymore. my one and final chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess who doesn't love Zach? Whatever, Everyone. fine. Everybody, <laughs> everybody likes Zach sometimes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, actually. I, yeah, the other woman, uh, I mean, $24.7 million. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Which is a lot of money. I guess. What what did draft day do? Me and Brad saw draft day last week. Um, <laughs> let me scroll down to two point seven, nice. number twelve. So we were part of that, Brad. We were part of the two point seven. I think million. you were the seven. Yeah. What was yeah. number two then? Was it cap two? Or? Uh, cap two. Yeah. That was a cap yeah. two. Okay. Yep. So that's still holding strong. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. That movie's pretty amazing. Good. <laughs> pretty pretty good. Yeah. Man, I want to buy some Blu-rays. I bet if I log on to digitalbits.com and select upcoming releases, I can buy them from Amazon. DVD releases and Blu-rays. You it's can. Coming out, James. You can. I better do that really quick. You haven't done it yet? No, I, I have. Okay, that's going to say. Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. Is I already pre-ordered that. Uh-huh. I did know that was coming out. Have you seen that yet? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we I got to see it in theaters. It's great. Uh, did you like the show? Uh, I've seen like bits and pieces. You should watch the show first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I like the movie, but you've already missed it in theaters. So buy the movie, buy the show, watch the whole thing. It's yeah. all fucking fantastic. It's pretty short, right? It's like three seasons. It's three seasons. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, and That's super good. solid. I'm rewatching through it now uh, with my folks, and they, man, that it that's a rare show. Like that's, a, a really that's smart. Cool mystery show where somebody doesn't die every week like it's really and Kristen Bell is beautiful yeah especially her eyes I know they're very like symmetrical I know I get lost in them uh huh Uh, Son of Batman comes out this week which is like a it's an animated one Brad just nod your head up and down whether or not you want to see Son of Batman is that a thing that people should see okay that was a shrug why is Damian Wayne so popular (laughs) that was also a shrug shrug. he's not popular I, I was glad when they got rid of him from the comics yeah Seems like he's experienced some renaissance. Has he? What? Yeah, who's, there's, who's, there's, there's plenty of people. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, Ryan's saying that he has his own comic book now. I, from the get-go, like calling the little troubled kid Damien in the comic, it just seems so uninventive. Yeah. So like, I kind of wrote him off after that, and then he's he's almost like a little Jason Todd. Um, you don't like Batmite either, who, do you? What? You don't like Batmite either, do you? You know. Anybody, <laughs> embrace he hasn't history, been in comics in like 30 years. It doesn't matter if it's a bad idea. It's still part of the history. And you're like, oh, Mr. Mixaplex is the greatest <laughs> Superman villain of all time. <laughs> he is. Um, I really like Typeface. If I had to pick a Spider-Man villain for the next uh, Spider-Man movie to be Typeface, <laughs> you, know, hey, you know he throws explosive you letters what, at you people. You know what Mark Webb would be? Now, way, he would be way more brilliant. Whatever. We'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> it would be fair. Like, look, the dot. Sounds really lame. No, the spot. And the, the spot. I no, mean, the yeah, spot yeah. is awesome. That, but every now and then, like a villain like that pops in in the right way. You use him well, and they're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, just saying. Don't just don't write off the any writer that you get. Like Damian. Yeah. Damian Wayne is. No, you can't. You whatever. can't make uh, the typeface cool. Sorry. No, you uh, probably not. Probably <laughs> oh, not. Dude, but like for like a good but, three minutes without the conversation about the Wayne brothers. <laughs> Whoa! I think that's fair. I, I just got transported fair. to a whole new level. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. 
I could get into an analytical discussion about Scary Movie 2. Um, <laughs> Actually, Scary Movie 2 has one of my favorite stupid lines of all time. Is there in the mansion and that kid from Malcolm in the Middle, I forget his name, is walking down and there's blood on the ground. He says, oh, gross, who's on the rag? I fucking love that line because <laughs> it's nasty. Yeah. I'm just a throwaway line. The story of the Jews. Mm. Is it Sorry, cheap? I'm, I'm <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? No, I'm moving. I'm moving back to uh, what's coming out this I week. I said, "Is it cheap?" <laughs> <laughs> well, it's from PBS. Great. So probably, now I'll never work in Hollywood. <laughs> it's from PBS, so probably not. Uh, the they story of the Jews you in comes out this week, uh, and then a bunch of Hitchcock. So the Birds, uh, Vertigo, uh, all uh, Universal Rear Window, or Shout Factory. Or? Um, no, no, they're just they're just Blu-ray releases. Oh, I don't think really they look tight. special. Um, Amistad finally gets a Blu-ray release this week, but again, not a not a really nice looking one. For some reason, I would think that sh- uh, that Spielberg movies would get like fucking dope ass Blu-ray re- releases. But I don't think he cares. He d- no, I I know he doesn't care, but like there are people who can make a lot of money. Of course, he, they, they can a, make the same amount a, of money. Yeah. By here's so, the thing like, with there, there aren't that many people who are gonna like run out and be like, oh, I have to buy this version of Amistad. Did you look at how many discs are in this set? Like. You know. See, here's the thing with uh, Spielberg movies, though, is they do. He always releases two versions. Yeah. Whether it's War Horse, War of the Worlds, Catch Me If You Can, uh, The Terminal. He always has special editions. Plus, here's the movie. Yeah. And here's an EPK of me saying, oh, I really like the idea. He, did, he never does a commentary. He never does, like, the even the Lincoln four-disc set looked bare bones. Yeah. But his his documentaries, he's no. usually pretty good in them. I mean... Yeah, Lincoln's good. I, I love the Jaws documentary on the Blu-ray of Jaws. Is it oh, the, the, Jaws. Shark's, the, the Shark's Still Alive? Yeah. yeah. Jaws, Jaws is one of the best Blu-rays he's made. That, that documentary, uh, it's the 90-minute one, is amazing. Oh, Psycho is also getting another Blu-ray release this week. Um, nice. So that's cool. Uh, there's a steelbook version of Jurassic Park, and then what was the last one? Oh, uh, there's a whole bunch of Godzilla movies um, because they're capitalizing on something, but I can't tell what. Oh, oh well, uh, I don't know what it could be. <laughs> was that a baby? Did somebody just spank <laughs> a baby? Why? What was that? Still one of the coolest trailers of the year. Right, oh, dude, son. hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your son's been born. Premature. It That's sounds like Godzilla. My my favorite IMDb. You know, it's so funny is, is we did decide to name him Kaju. So I mean, <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, oh god. Anyway, I think that's everything. I don't think I'm missing anything. I'm all the way down to Axeman. So nice. if there was something good, Behind Enemy Lines Two is getting another release. Spielberg films in the terminal. Are uh, they really fine? On Blu-ray. On Blu-ray. I love that good. movie. I, it's. Very uh, an un- 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 unexpected um, Spielberg classic for me. Like yep. I didn't expect to see to to think it was that good. You know? Yeah, Tom Hanks is amazing. Oh, Hell yeah! He I just I was bored at work and I was just fucking around on JimmyFallon.com and uh, I posted on Facebook. He does this slam poetry of Full House that makes me laugh so hard. It's literally Tom Hanks talking about the episode of Full House where they try to win Beach Boy tickets. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> you would be that good. Have you seen Cloud Atlas? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I totally dug him in it. Yeah? Yeah. I couldn't believe how... I, I, I didn't think that movie was going to work, period. Yeah. <laughs> but it ended up working somehow, and he was a great part of some it. Some of it worked. Some of it's hit or miss for me. Yeah, for sure. The future talk drove me bananas. <laughs> yeah. Is that the true true? 
Yes, that oh. is the true true. Jeez, oh, true. God. There's the shit shit. Just <laughs> I get what you did there. Anyway, that's Blu-rays. They made a Cloud Atlas reference on Rick and Morty. Have you guys <laughs> seen that? Uh, no. I've not seen the show. Oh, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's huh. like the new Adult Swim thing. It's really, oh, really cool. Nice. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm not old enough to stay up for Adult Swim anymore. <laughs> or I'm, I mean, I'm too old to stay up for it. Like I fall asleep at like 9.30 now, like an old person. I've aged! <laughs> it's so bad. Ugh. It's gross. James? What? It's time to Paul Bearer down the aisle. This is real news. It's real news! I wasn't sure where that metaphor was going, but that's cool. Um, Bob Hoskins died this week. I know, bummer. I know. Dude, <laughs> please, Eddie. Yeah, that's I, such a great movie. I love it. Roger Rabbit. Oh, God. Will stand the test of time. It's What the hell's a freeway? <laughs> I really, the lines in movie history. I really love him in Hook. Yeah, I, sweet. Yeah. Like he, and because that's, that's really good Bob Hoskins to me because he's like slapsticky and stuff in that movie, but there are some sort of serious dark moments there and he just sort of turns it over and it shows you like, shows you some good breadth. Um, See where I think he's, he's really, really cool that a lot of people don't give credit for is Unleashed with Chet Lee. Oh, oh hell yeah. 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 He's good in that movie. Yeah. yeah I yeah. like him in Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Brad, Brad really <laughs> likes him in Super Mario Brothers. Um, the only movie to ever make me throw up. <laughs> I mean, I'd been drinking, but I'd never throw up and when that's I was drinking. Going right so it's, on his tombstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but good for him. He hated that movie too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hated that movie too. Brett says he's like, oh, oh sweet, you're gonna pay me this much money? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a nice try. Um, but yeah, I I really liked him. He was one of those guys that every time he bo- he popped up, you were like, fuck yeah, you know, like all, like working. Oliver Platt. Yeah. Every time I see Oliver Platt, I'm like, fuck yeah, Lake Placid. Come on. <laughs> this is awesome. I totally pre-ordered. They have a Shout Factory, uh, well, First of Lake Factory Placid? of Lake Placid oh coming out. Oh, my God. That's cool. I know. And they even used the original uh, one-sheet poster for the cover art. So it's like this dude fishing, and behind him, this alligator's mouth is coming up. <laughs> it's amazing. I would, I would pay $100 for a Shout Factory Blu-ray of Deep Rising. Well, you know what? I'm sure it's coming out. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god. I just for some reason that like Lake Placid and that movie and you know, they they all fit in that mm-hmm. same kind of genre to me. Oh. Did you guys see the trailer for that Wolf Cop yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one? Uh there's this half Yeah, 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 half man, half wolf and he's a cop who turns into a wolf. It's well, like that sounds wolf. awesome. Well, yeah, the trailer was make me laugh. I never saw the trailer. I just saw there's a poster for it and the trailer came out this week and it's like <laughs> he turns into a wolf and it doesn't look that good but there's parts where he's like having sex with a bunch of chicks as the wolf in j- the jail oh hell yeah so Didn't you make that movie i i did yeah it's called wolf fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh man cool um oh right we're on news sorry i blacked yeah. out for a second uh, it's 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 really late, and I'm tired. Anyway, uh, Star Wars is happening, oh, and we right. got a lot of casting on Star Wars, which we don't usually talk casting news. But like, people were coming up to me on the streets and saying like James, and I didn't even know them, but they were like James. Have you seen? You look the, like the, a James. The, 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 the <laughs> Star Wars casting. What do you think? And usually my response was, I don't give a shit. Um, Who are you? <laughs> but it, yeah, it. I mean, it's cool. 
I like that it's a bunch of people that I don't really know. Um, and I really hope it's a lot of characters that I don't really know. My dad posted a link to on my Facebook to who is Daisy Ridley? Like, what's she been in? I'm like, what? What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who she is. And I, I don't your care. Your dad's just, trying to just, spend yeah. some just, bonding time with you by providing a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, just oh, my son's a nerd. He'll like this. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I cannot relate. There's old cast members in it and new people. Except some for of Hayden them are on shows. Um, yeah. Guess oh, no. Just count on him being a ghost. And one yeah. of them was a, and one yeah. of them was Gollum. And then they were done. Well, but you know that he's like Andy Serkis is just going to be a CG character probably. He's going like, to be the villain. Or if he's not, I mean, if he's not, that's cool too. He's a good actor. He's going to be um, the villain. He's got to be the villain. I'm calling it now. I don't want a CG villain. I, I don't. I, I don't think he's going to be CG. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, I think about it. Like JJ's smart. Maybe he'll play him for who he is, which is actually a talented actor, and not just a CG whiz. Fair. Now, if he is a CG totally character, fair. it's either going to be the next Jar Jar, or it's going to be the next uh, badass character of all time. Yeah. It's got to be one or the other. Can't be. I can't. Middle. I can't see Andy Serkis creating a character who's a Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. Like, oh, Misa back, you bitches! <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's, It'd be really great if he were like a, an evil Sith Jar Jar. Like just a fucking badass who shows a up, badass with like, with like both his ears tied up above his head, and like a fucking you know bandana around his, and like just kicks the shit out of people. He doesn't even use his hands, right? He's like a Jedi who just kicks everyone to death. But he's a Sith. Like that would be cool. And what does him <laughs> kicking people to death have to do with it? That's his I, no, Jedi like, ability. I just, yeah, sure. It's I don't just care. Kicking people. Yeah, I don't care. I just want like a badass uh, Gungan. That would be cool. It'd just be cool to see Han Solo again. Yeah. Um, I want, awesome. I, I, it's the thing I keep saying. Like, I want them. It's a really great universe with a lot of depth. I want them to tell me a fun story and have some, some cool space action scenes. Like, that's all I want. Um, sure so, yeah. And the actors that he's got there are, you know, oh, oh, the ones that I know anything of, they're, they're talented people. Like, um, this all lays on the script. And that's what we've said from the beginning. So, um, it'll be good. Um, what else is there? Uh, Olympus has fallen. Getting a sequel. Nice. I had to throw that out there. Is it as Olympus has risen? Uh, no, it's Olympus has fallen hmm. harder. Two. I thought it was called London risen, has fallen. Risen would be good. <laughs> is it called London has fallen? That's what I read in slash oh, films. Okay. That's called London has fallen. Shoot, which is yeah, awesome. That's not what I have written down. Um, and very last thing, because I'm just going to skip through some shit. Andrew Garfield was in some interviews this week saying that after he leaves. Um, they should continue what they're doing, but have Miles Morales be Spider-Man. And then Ryan... the producers are like, we don't like black people. <laughs> so, No, the producers really said that uh, A.V. Arid, Irad. A.V. Arad, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's weird that he thinks He's he been knows... very chatty lately. Yeah, it's knows, he, like, he pretends he knows so much about Spidey, but he says, no, oh, people want Peter Parker. And again, when we get to the review of the movie, I'll tell you one of my favorite moments is it doesn't matter... Who's behind the mask? It's yeah. what the mask represents. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, for you to say that people don't want to see Miles Morales, I think it's a big. Yeah, yeah. it's stupid. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Avirod has said some dumb shit, and they should probably put him back in his box. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. And then he's only really and the producer of these is because he produced the first one. The, th- the The issue here is also that like Andrew Garfield is probably one of the biggest fans on that sh- on those movies right now. Mm-hmm. Like. He's pretty hardcore about this shit. So if he comes out and says, hey, this is what they should do, yeah, he's probably a pretty good representation of what people yeah, actually I, want I from Spider-Man. Like, right. Because 
people are coming to Spider-Man. There are two kinds of people who are coming to Spider-Man. There's the real fans who probably aren't going to care that much about whether or not you tell a story that has Peter Parker, as long as it's a cool Spider-Man story. And then there's the people who really don't know any better. And if you tell them that there's a Latino black kid who's Spider-Man now, fine. That's mm-hmm. cool, too. And then he can be Danny Glover, and I'm on, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um, or not Danny Glover, Donald Glover. There you go. Danny Glover, too. Dude, Danny Glover as Spider-Man. <laughs> you got an angel looking after you. I'm yeah. too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That'd be cool. But like Spider-Man, like Spider-Man. The shocker is rubbing a bank. I'm too old for this shit. Hold on. Let me tighten up my girdle. What? I'm wearing a girdle. I'm getting old, Riggs. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, uh, Andrew and I got to split. Um, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Ain't Tell- no thing. Oh no, it's okay. I didn't. We didn't know there was a time crunch. Oh, no, no worries. How was the movie? It just Real came quick, up. should no, no, people no, no, yeah. should people I'll, go see the movie? I'll still be here. Don't worry. Oh wait, nobody gives a shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, anybody uh, who just heard Tony for a brief second, he'll be back on a future episode, I'm sure. But uh, go check out Two Years Since Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Two What's, Years Since Friday. Is there a web address or Facebook page? It'll be uh, there's a Facebook page. And it'll be on both Zach and mine's Facebook. Cool. Yeah, we'll for be sure. posting it immediately as soon as we get done with this episode tonight. So. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Right. What the Spider-Man Two? Yeah, dude. I thought it was pretty rad. It nice. was pretty rad, dude. Nice. Awesome. Like, I like you. The thing is, it's like I I'm super close to the Raimi films. Like, yeah, really, really close for sure. And so it's like I personally thought the Amazing Spider-Man was horseshit. I thought it was terrible. But okay. Spider-Man Two just like I don't know. Cool. Slammed it on up. It works. Me, it guess. works. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Andrew. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, everything, and it was fun. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All the visual effects were fucking awesome. Jamie Foxx was badass. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the the review I want for everything. What did you think of Citizen Uh, Kane? Uh, uh, It was great, and Jamie Foxx uh, was badass. (laughs) And Jamie Foxx is a badass. Uh, The hip-hop was cool, man. Yeah. Thug life. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. No, sorry we ran long. Two years since Friday. If you contribute $10, they'll buy you a bagel. <laughs> one bagel. Only one. one. That's all the craft services can afford, guys. Yes. Look, I, I I don't make any money. Really, I don't. So, <laughs> come on. You know, give with that. Oh, since we're still in real news, oh, yeah. can I bring up a piece of news that will interest me and Brad and also our guests who just left? But Sure. Um, there's a rumor going around, guys. And I'm going to start a segment on hey, this show. We're not a rumor. Killer High Water. It's okay. updates about a fucking walrus movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny Depp is rumored to be in Tusk. <laughs> Come yeah. on, guys. What, is that, what does that mean to you guys? Because like, I already heard you talking about Mallrats Blu-ray last week. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what do you think? If he does get him, what do you think? I, I like Kevin Smith. I'm not the biggest Johnny Depp fan. It, so they, so I, I, think, I think it would probably be the smartest thing for Johnny Depp to do. I think so because I think I think his career is about as stagnant as fucking hell, um, and I, all yeah. he can do, like even after Transcendence, like mm-hmm. he does when he's not doing a Johnny Depp character, he's doing like Johnny Depp from Nick in Time, and it's like it's like the most bland kind of you know thriller thriller version of a dude, right? Um, where if if he did something that was weird and actually required him to work, um, I think that could be really cool. I don't know. When was the last time you actually acted? Chocolat? I don't know. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. I think, think, yeah, you just pulled out a good one. We're like, that's a really good role. Um, But I don't think he's done anything as good as Ed Wood since Ed Wood. Yeah. And and I I love some of the characters. You know, I I really love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Me too. Jack Sparrow is entertaining as fuck. 
but I, I don't think it's rich anymore. I, um, I and I, I I mean I I don't I wouldn't say that necessarily. Like, yeah. I've always loved Johnny Depp. I even liked him in. Uh, I ended up seeing Transcendence this week. I actually liked him in the movie. I wasn't a big fan of the story. He's he's not bad. But he's but, just not special. But here's the thing, and this is just to wrap it up: is that I I do think that he's just hearing that news alone just means like. It means that he's going back into a realm he hasn't been in since the 90s, which is very smaller, obscure films like what he did with John Waters and even with Tim Burton with totally. like Edward Scissorhands. Like he's going back to his roots a little bit. And I think that if the, I don't know what the role is, but whatever it is, like, you know, it's clear if it's a monster movie that Kevin Smith has been describing, which has been Tusk, it's got to be something interesting yeah. if he's involved. So. I just want to bring that up. No, you hope, and you know, James said it right. You just sometimes, yeah. Just with Johnny Depp right now, it's just like, oh, cool. Now he's going to be a Tim Burton movie where he has eye black around his eyes. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that I think people are getting a little tired of it to a degree. But Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of what Johnny Depp does, he's still a talented actor. But I think this might be interesting. It might be different and nothing else. Secret Window. Like I, I don't, I don't adore Secret Window, but I, I. I think it's an interesting movie, and he's good in it. Um, and yeah. it's not—it's not normal Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. I just, totally. I, I hadn't heard it for two weeks, and I was just like, "Is nobody going to address this really sweet, juicy rumor?" It's honestly—and and this is hypocritical it's since just, I just talked about casting news. We just don't tend to talk about a lot of casting news because yeah, it—it becomes so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like you said it. It's a rumor. Like, yeah, it's it's a rumor. We, we but... could we could fill the show talking about, but that you're right. It's a, it was an interesting one. Yeah, um, for sure. Cool. Cool. What's next, Ryan? That's it for real news? Yeah, that's it for new real news. Unless I've missed something. I don't think so. Yeah, just checking. Um, I don't know. Fuck, what have we been watching this week? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, you said a word. You're starting it this time. I said a few things. I'm sorry to disappoint, but I don't think I watched anything this week. Oh, my gosh. Oh, snap. Um... Watch I mean, a couple dry. weeks ago, I watched Bloodsport and Time Cop and didn't talk about it. So. Nice. Yeah. But that was a couple weeks ago, so I don't know how well I'm going to do at it. How's Time Cop? Still, uh, still pretty good? Uh, Mia Sarah. Totally. Does she dance in that movie? Like she no, she's way naked. naked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh! That's why that movie's awesome. Oh, and does Jean-Claude does like the splits between two things that's pretty badass in that movie, right? Wait, wait, wait. Jean-Claude does the splits? So. Or is that... <laughs> I mostly remember the climax where they're like in a Victorian house and like it's raining and they're mm. fighting guys. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. The villain gets pushed into himself and he turns into a, like a red blob and it's t- early 90s CGI. Yeah. It, w- it totally was not anything. Like the movie was... It's actually a comic book for one thing um, or based on a comic book. It actually book. started the comic book craze. Yes, yep. it did. That yep. and X-Men. Spider-Man. Not Batman, nineteen eighty nine. No, um, nope. And then yeah, Bloodsport's uh, better in my like. Yeah, no, I think Bloodsport's a cool movie. Yeah, it's it's a simple like because, revenge well, I mean, movie, but it's, but it's simple, but it's still cool. Where you know these guys are going underground to fight, and yeah, and I forgot he had this like subplot where he was like on the run from the army just to. I don't remember that. Do either. this tournament, and then the army guys are like trying to catch up with him and just before the final match like they do catch up with him and then he escapes and they watch the match <laughs> while they wait to like arrest him because so, why not <laughs> well yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little we're piece here of, might as well. uh, trivia uh, after the mortal Kombat guys saw that movie they were going to put jean-claude van damme the mortal Kombat was really going to star jean-claude van damme and if you look at the first 
uh, Johnny Cage model. He has those shorts and like the red scarf going down. So it's basically him and uh, Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's basically yeah, Mortal Kombat without the spine rips and mm-hmm. the <laughs> forearmed <laughs> weirdo. Yep. <laughs> no, it really is. No, yeah. that's a, that's a true story. I don't know why they the deal fell through. Maybe because he started getting really popular, but he cost too much money or yeah, something. Yeah, probably too expensive. <laughs> so that's we, it for me. Oh man, change what you watch. Oh, sorry. No, nah, it doesn't matter. I did watch, watch Wrong Cops and fall asleep, but I'll get that next week. <laughs> <laughs> you wait till you can. It wasn't stay even boring. I just, I just, yeah, I pass out randomly now. Yeah, mm. hopefully it's, not. It's while you're the driving. drugs. Yeah, yeah. If you just did fewer drugs. So you gotta drugs. at least balance it out with some coke. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta low down a little bit on your fucking like uh, methamphetamines and shit like that. Once you do that, you're fine. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been taking like just a big bowl of cocaine, meth, hmm. and um, heroin. Oh, it's the heroin. And mixing it up into it's a syringe. Careful, that killed Chris Farley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and many, uh, many more people. Nobody's yeah. working for the weekend anymore. And mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, yeah. Too soon? Too soon? And James Belushi. John Belushi, James Belushi. So John what Belushi. we've been watching this week is apparently a bunch of celebrities dying of overdoses. <laughs> yes. Jim Belushi is just overrated. No. Um, and an asshole, <laughs> according to <laughs> David Cross. Gosh. <laughs> James. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, was it me next? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, just a couple things. I was out of town for a while and thought I was going to watch some things while I was gone, but all I did was work and sleep so um i didn't even i took this huge stack of comics with me i slept on the plane too like it was ridiculous um so uh two quick things one uh was i got to watch like two years ago i supported this little kickstarter for a movie called how to grow a band uh which was the it's a documentary about how chris thiele created a band called the punch brothers um which is this sort of um it's a band that I got into because I'm into bluegrass music, and uh, but I didn't realize like how tough what they were doing was until I watched this movie. And basically, it follows them as they try to create a band where he fuses like traditional bluegrass, which is what he grew up. Chris Thiele is amazing. He's been playing the mandolin since he was five years old, and there's probably no he, there's probably no one else on the planet who can play a stringed instrument as much as, as well as that guy can. Um, and he decided after his previous band broke up that he wanted to put together a band where they would sort of fuse classical music with bluegrass. Uh, and he did it by uh, putting together a, a quintet uh, that that then did a, like, 40-minute, four-movement piece about divorce uh, that's, like, nonstop. And that's the way he decided to, like, create new crazy music. Um, and to me, it's interesting because as they start playing the music, uh, and they're in London, and they get booed off the stage when it's over like people are pissed and i'm listening to it i'm like this shit is gorgeous like how does anybody not like this uh but it's just really fascinating to watch the way that uh because it's it's about them bringing together these five guys who want to build this band and how passionate they end up being about this idea and even though people don't seem to get it at first they keep doing it and they keep trying and they they sort of push themselves um to to get this new style of music out there uh and it's really cool uh, e- even just from like if you're not into the music just watching like the strife that can that can be caused when you are trying to put together a band and grow that band on the road uh it's just really fascinating 
Um, so it's totally worth checking out. Uh, it was a Kickstarter, like I said, but it's on Hulu Plus right now, or on Hulu, just regular Hulu right now. Uh, so you can go check it out for free. Um, and then I think there's... A, I still haven't got my DVD of it um, because they, they've been really good about updating people, but every update is like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, it's not done yet. Um, and it's been like it's been like two years. Uh, but still, cool movie. I was more than happy to have supported it. Uh, so go check that out. It's called How to Grow a Band. Uh, and then uh, I, I was hoping I was going to get to check a lot of stuff off my list this week, but I only got one, and it was Night of the Living Dead. Um, good man. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now... First up, before we move on, I believe I made a mistake here because I bought the Blu-ray on Amazon forgetting that there was a rule about the Blu-ray. So, Ryan, take a second and educate people on what they're supposed to buy. I've uh, never heard this before. There is no uh, Blu-ray, official Blu-ray release of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, when it was released in theaters, was in a warehouse, and the warehouse burnt down, and they only had a couple surviving prints. When they ran those prints, they didn't have the copyright at the end. So Night of Living Dead has been in public domain since it's been released. And um, George A. Romero did not make very much money off of it. He made some money uh, because he never officially released it. So make sure you pick up the DVD of the 40th anniversary of Night of the Living Dead. Is that the one that Weinstein released? Yes. That, that version is awesome. Yeah, that's a great version because there's a great uh, documentary about it. And... Um, it's a George A. Romero certified one. So yeah, he's on it release. so he can, you know, make yeah. money off of it. So, so I'm going to go buy that version too. Especially because the Blu-ray is garbage. Because clearly nobody spent any time on it. Well, um, no, because anybody and their uncle can release the version of this movie. Right. And, you know, I have a really... I, I dislike movies when I see that movie being played in the background. Right. Because if... Unless for some reason they said... I'm going to give George A. Romero for putting this movie on in my background. Yeah. But a lot of low-budget movies do it because they don't have to pay anybody. And everyone knows what Night of the Living Dead is. So right. I have a lot of... I'm weird like that. Yeah. No, I think it's totally fair. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. zombie in the background of a lot of movies, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's... Uh, it was one where like I bought it. When I do this, I tend to like go on Amazon and just go through a string of them and just mm-hmm. buy like five or six Blu-rays. Well, yeah, and I just, like, I just you know, forgot four or five it. Dollars. Yeah. And when it came in the mail and I saw the cover and I was like... This looks shady as shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ryan told me about this. I feel like such a dick. That's what my own like moral high horse, though. I'm like, I'm only getting it if it's approved by George A. Romero. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, anyway, this movie's fucking dope. Yeah, it's a like, great movie. It's, you know, it's old, and it's um, it suffers a little bit from just being an older movie and the way that they get paced and things like that. Um, and, it, you know, it's setting up a lot of the rules that ended up being like, the rules of this whole genre um but where i don't want to spoil it even though it's a a classic but if you're like me and you've never actually seen this movie there's some really tight stuff in this movie like it's a the story that they're telling and the the characters that you get invested in and what happens to them is really cool and Mm -hmm. he's he's digging into some of the psychology here and i mean it um it goes right after I wasn't even expecting this, which is surprising considering that like it sets up the genre. But it goes right after that that basic idea that the people who are really dangerous aren't necessarily the zombies. Um, it's yeah, it's a really badass movie that people should should check out. Um, probably one of probably in the top five or six of, of the ones that I've seen so far, as far as movies that I've really enjoyed. Um, 
and even though I'm going to go buy the DVD now, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a DVD that I will probably rewatch a few times because I think it's really cool. You should because that DVD has a lot of great bonus features on it. Has a really great documentary and also has interviews with Romero and it has the last uh, interview with the star of it. Dwayne. Uh, uh, Dwayne something I can't remember his last name. It's Dwayne something, but it's a great little uh, audio only interview with him. Um, but yeah, Dwayne Jones. Dwayne Jones. It's it's my favorite horror movie of all time. Um, yeah. When I did my list on realnerdspodcast.com of my hundred favorite horror movies, yeah, I did a tie between Army of Darkness and Night of Living Dead, and the reason is is Army of Darkness isn't technically a horror movie to me. Yeah, it's got the, even it does have the horror tropes, elements. But it's, it's more not, of a fantasy movie yeah. I've seen. Yeah. But, you know, Night Living Dead to me is the epitome of what horror is because not only are you facing ghouls outside, but who's really the bad people? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, the ending is so depressing. Yeah. Um, it, it really does. It really does mess with you. And um, some of those moments like the just the tension, the tension in the room, like when they when you uh, when you meet the guys who were in the basement and, you know, especially as a as a. Um, as an educated modern uh like movie fan you know what things are wrong like you 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 meet those characters and you're like okay that person's been bit and that's going to be a problem and this is you know um but it's still really cool just the way that he builds that tension uh it's very like i mean it's it's rudimentary in some ways but very much the thing or something like that you know um, right just a, a super badass movie yeah um anyway Zach, what have you been watching recently? What did I watch? Um, well, I kind of stepped a little bit back in time from uh, our January episode and uh, the Jack Ryan episode. I uh, had said I've been focusing a lot on the West Memphis Three case. <laughs> yeah, because for some reason, as, I just as most on, sane people do, because you just fall down that rabbit hole and it's amazing. Yeah, um, and I ended up watching the movie Devil's Knot on VOD. Um, <clears throat> Devil's Knot is uh, based off of. Uh, Mara Levitt's novel uh, from 2002, I think it is, and it's a uh, it's a novel about uh, the West Memphis Three case, but it's told more like a Zodiac kind of story. Yeah, it's more fictionalized, right? It's, it's not fictionalized. It's not, more specifically, it's dramatized. It's dramatized. Yeah, okay, it's that's fair. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me rephrase. Like, it's more like I'll rephrase. I'll, I'll just say this. Devil's Not the Book is the same way as the Devil's Not the Movie. It's a very good idea for a Lifetime movie, but they don't understand, I feel, is the... I think that there's so much more to that story than what was presented on that page. And Adam Egan is a great director who knows what he's doing most of the time. Like Chloe and uh, What Lies Beneath, they're all great movies. I think that this one, it was either he was lazy or he made a, a very intentional decision and I don't know which one it is that's the thing it's confused me since I've seen it is that it seems like it's just an episode of Law and Order but at the same time it may be holding something deeper the one thing I will say about the movie and give it credit for is is that it's very accurate uh, with the details Uh, it follows the case perfectly and it's the only time in the past five or six years where I've actually liked Reese Witherspoon in a movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. She she poured whatever heart and soul she didn't, I feel, put into June Carter. She totally put in here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it ultimately just uh, kind of like a B movie that you want to watch. Like, I think that somebody out there is going to make a much better version of the West Memphis Three story in a fictionalized, dramatized version than what, Adam Egan did, but I think it's a good start. Um, Should they? 
I think there's I know there's a good story there, but it's not where Adam Egan was telling his story. I think the story actually lies in how this case got attention mm. because this case would have been oh, nothing yeah. but something being swept under the rug if it wasn't for Joe Berlinger and Bruce Sanofsky, yeah. the two people who really put this case on uh, the map and really right. gave it exposure. If you're going to make a movie about this case at all, make it about those guys because yeah, those absolutely. guys are fucking heroes. Yeah. Um, you make and, it more of an Aaron Brockovich kind of a movie rather than like a um, – because I'd wanted to do it if you were going to do it. Not, you'd not have about to do the it. mystery of the murder, but about the the guys who saw there was a problem and did something. about it. If you're going to do it, it needs to be a three way combination between Zodiac, Aaron Brockovich, and um, uh, probably uh, 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 Seven. You'd have to you'd have to match all those qualities of something like that, like in order to get yeah. that story out. Because if you go after it, like if you made a movie like Prisoners. About that story that was very, uh, I, I just if you it's not it even to, about being insensitive. It, it, it just feels like you're. The, it, it, it it seems impossible to make that movie not ring false when you're that more, close to something very. The real. more brutal you are with that content, the the more eyebrows you're going to raise. But there's a responsible way to tell it, and honestly, the only director who probably could do it, probably Martin Scorsese. I don't know why, but I I I've looked at his films in the past. I looked at the way he handles music, and music is a big part of this case because of how these people were prejudiced and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, stereotyping. Music plays an important part. If anybody could handle that, it'd probably be Scorsese. But so anyway, Devil's Not not the obviously the prime example of what we would want to do. The only other thing that I watched this week was Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and I uh, proceeded to jizz over that movie as much as humanly possible. Um, I think I think Kevin Smith said it best on Fat Man on Batman this weekend, which was, uh, I want ninety six movies of Falcon and Cap uh, together <laughs> in a road road movie, uh, romantic comedy, chick flick. I don't fucking give a shit. I want everything Falcon and Cap. Yeah, um, that movie's badass. Every time he, it's what I say. Every time somebody brings this up. Every time he kicks somebody, it's awesome. And it, and it, it and, never gets not cool. And and you know what? And I, I'm so happy that that movie is as successful as it is and as good as it is because, ever since 2011, I took shit for loving Captain America one, yeah. the first Avenger, more than Thor, more than Iron Man. Yeah, I loved Captain America one because I knew where it was going to lead. Sure, the fuck enough. Yeah, it happened. Captain so, America's a bad. That's part of what's really cool, great about that movie is that it makes Captain America really feel like a badass. Like the first movie tells you why you should love Steve Rogers, you know, like it, it explains to you why Steve Rogers is important. And then this is the movie where it's like, yeah, and he's going to kick everyone's ass. Not only is he going to kick cool. ass, but this is the movie that shows us him as a human being because the totally. first one perfectly shows Steve Rogers as a soldier and as a hero, as a superhero. In many ways, Captain America one is a perfect superhero movie. Because it is just about him being heroic, yeah, and doing all the like, oh, I get the girl at the end, and then, da, 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 yeah. but it's always focused on like, there's a mission I have, and sometimes I think you throw in too much emotion into superhero movies, and it gets convoluted. I thought Captain America was a perfect balance of that. This one even better because they did have a little bit of romantic tension, but it wasn't uh, mm. going where it's eventually going to go. Cause if you read comic history, you know who, who's supposed to end up with each other. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I think that it's getting more sophisticated. We were having that dark night talk. 
I think Captain America 2 is obviously the, the best comic book movie since The Dark Knight by far. It's interesting. I used to say um, back when Dark Knight came out, my argument used to be that Dark Knight was the best superhero movie and that Spider-Man 2 was the best comic book movie, which I think is important, especially for the conversation we're going to have later, because what I was saying there is that the tropes and the things that, that comic books um, really rely on a lot, um, that sort of fantastical element, Spider-Man has to deal with, whereas Dark Knight is is very capable of getting away from that and being set in the real world and then being an awesome movie because of it. And Captain America has that too. Like, Batman never has to like run around and do stuff that seems completely out of, of reality, and, but Captain America does, and that movie sells it really well. You right. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's a brain in a box in Captain America. Spoilers. There's a brain in a box in Captain America. Batman never has a brain in a box. Shall we play and a game? Not, neither of them is right. It's just that they, they deal with very different issues when you're talking about writing a story like that. Uh, um, I, I mean, ultimately, like it's, just, it's the strongest thing I've seen in five years since The Dark Knight. Like it's, it's been, what, about five, six years? Uh yeah, something like that. Ah, oh, sick. It's gotta be six. Yeah, it's, Brad would know it, what he's That's the strongest the, thing I've seen in that six. The year Dark gap. Knight. Yeah, uh, it's two thousand eight. Six years ago. Between the Dark yeah. Knight and Captain America two, like even in that gap, like the Avengers was probably the closest for me, and now it's but Cap it's, two. Yeah, Cap. Like, it, it just it hits on every level possible. What I love about comic book movies and what I love about action movies in general, and more importantly, that movie is that's a seventies movie. People are. I love how people are being maliciously fooled because that movie is just a '70s movie, all shot in wide angles, very, <laughs> pretty much, with the exception of the action sequences. Yeah. It's all the President's Men, yeah, or Marathon Man, or any '70s thriller you watch. And and what's amazing is that you could sit the same kid who loved Captain America uh, two in front of Marathon Man, and they would hate Marathon Man, but they'd love Captain Two. And I just it always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Ryan, what have you watched? Um, just a few things. I, I love my Scream Factory Blu-rays. Uh, this week I got The Fog. Uh, it's an old The John, original Fog, yeah. not Maggie Grace's The Fog. No. Uh, the John Carpenter's The Fog. With Jamie Lee Curtis. With Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> That's what it, it should be John Carpenter's The Fog and Maggie Grace's The Fog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, it is an all right movie. Um, it, it's literally about a haunted fog, fog yeah. with Ghost pirates. <laughs> Ghost pirates. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's what it is. I mean, it's still a fun movie to watch. There's some pretty cool effects in it. Um, there's a great interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, though. And there, she says, oh, my time on the fog. And she's talking about what she did. And she said, yeah, that movie's not very good. <laughs> and, and she says, what, that's it's been 30 good. years. I can say that about that movie. <laughs> um, so that's got, pretty funny. I, I cashed the, pe- the check a long time ago. Uh-huh. And she said, I just want to point out that, you know, after Halloween, I had some rough patches, and John gave me this fog, and I really appreciate him for that, but the movie's not good. <laughs> um, so it's kind of cool to hear her say that. Um, yeah. And she seems like a pretty nice lady when she's talking about everything else. Um, so, yeah. It's a, I mean, the Blu-ray looks great. That's what's really cool about it is you get these cheesy 80s movies that get really nice Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, as, as, as should be. <laughs> yeah. They should. You know, it's cool to have people that actually care about the movies that they're producing especially for that time period because it's yeah. hard to transfer some of that stuff oh yeah i mean if you i have uh from scream factory a blu-ray of the video dead i mean <laughs> they take their time and movies yeah. that you've never heard of and make them yeah. look nice mm-hmm. uh i also rewatched uh the impossible which is the uh 2006 oh, yeah. tsunami movie starring naomi watts 
Um, it's still one of my favorite movies from last year. Um, performances are really good. Last year? <laughs> yeah. Well, 2012, so it could get put up for Academy Awards, Denver 2013. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, just a really a, a solid movie. It's kind of depressing, but still yeah. pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that movie. Visual effects are really cool. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a God. really cool. They're very impressive. There's a really cool featurette on it about the visual effects and how they pulled it off. And they could only do uh, where it destroys the hotel. They could only do it in one shot because they didn't have enough money. So oh. they set up, I think, 15 cameras. Wow. And they said, well, here we go. We'll see if this works. And uh, surprisingly, it, it looks really intense. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because they actually built a bunch of little models. And uh, they found a way to make the water look dirty. And um, obviously, they shot some with you know Naomi Watts. And then they put the miniatures in there. Then they superimposed people. And it looks really good. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed that movie, uh, watching it again. I... Uh, <laughs> and uh, the, the last thing uh, I watched two more things. I watched Shaun of the Dead again. Um, I got the Steel Books. I'm like, yeah, I should watch it. Yeah, uh, Shaun of the Dead's still a brilliant movie. Um, it's one of those movies I still they're, laugh they're at no matter you, how Barbara. many times I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And you always catch little different things in it, even though because that's how great of a filmmaker Edgar Wright is. Uh, is you see his little nuances throughout it, and yeah. he just puts so much information it does. in there. He really does, and it's just picking up. Uh, and even the performances, Nick Frost, when he's, when Sean breaks up with, or Liz breaks up with Sean and they're in the bar and he's ta- telling the stories about the people that come to the bar and the way he sells the stories is just amazing. Um, so yeah, I love that movie. Uh, and the last thing I, I watched was The Seed of Chucky. I've seen all the child what? plays except for uh, Seed of Chucky, and which is maybe... <laughs> Uh, well, it is the worst Chucky movie. Wasn't there just one recently that you really liked? Worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, Curse of Chucky's really good. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Child's yeah. Play and Curse I of Chucky are definitely the best the, the, Chucky that's movies. That's the newer one. Yeah. yeah. Because what they did is they really scaled back the goofiness of it mm-hmm. and really, really focused on, uh, I don't know, if, you, if making Chucky scary again. Um, but this movie is just bonkers. Um, John Waters plays a paparazzi. And who's, when you say his name, we already know what yeah. the movie's about. <laughs> and, and Jennifer Tilly plays herself in it. And it's just really bizarre. She's Because Jennifer Tilly is basically playing herself where she doesn't get the part she used to get. And a lot of people don't remember that she was nominated for Academy Award at one point. Um, and so Redman, the rapper, is making a Bible movie. And uh, he wants he's looking for his Virgin Mary. And so Jennifer Tilly is going to try to sleep with him to become the Virgin Mary in his movie. And then John Waters is a paparazzi taking their pictures. And of course, a little you, homage to Pecker. Uh, the, and then the bride of Chucky ended with them giving birth to their little kid. And this one Glenn starts off. Glenda. Yeah. Glenn or Glenda <laughs> uh, is really the name. Did you, have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. It's a little, I love that little homage to Ed, Ed Wood there. Um, it's, it's, a. have never taken a Chucky movie seriously before in my life. Mm-mm. And I this one either, was no exception. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. And then, uh, the guy who plays Pip in the Lord of the Rings is yeah, the voice he of, plays, he, Billy oh, Boyd wow. plays yeah. Glenn or Glenda. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a it, weird. It's, it's it's really weird. It for Curse a Chucky, Chucky movie. It's I finally weird. saw Curse of Chucky about like about a month ago, and it is 
amazing. It is. Compared to what uh, Child's Play 2 to Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky had been. Yeah, so. and what's, what's really, I mean, the Curse of Chucky, the scene where he puts rat poison in somebody's chili and everyone's <laughs> eating it, is still, it's a really tense scene. It just shot really well. Um, but yeah, that's what. <laughs> have, any, have any of you seen Glenn or Glenda? Am yes. I the only one? Yeah? I've seen it. Oh, man. I've seen every Ed Wood movie. It's worse than Plan 9. That's what's interesting. That's what's crazy you know, you about know what, people you saying know that Plan 9... Do you know what's worse than both of them? Bride of the Monster. Yeah. Or Bride, yeah, Bride of the Monster, Bride of the it, Atom. It's interesting that people say Plan 9 is the worst movie of all time because it's the best movie he ever no, made. No, The Room is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Brad saw Fateful Findings. Yeah, Fateful Findings is... Fateful Findings even worse? <laughs> it's, it's in there with The Room. It's pretty close. It's oh, almost oh, like... Man. I can't tell if they're honestly bad filmmakers or they're trying to capture the room by making a shitty copy of it. Every as <laughs> funny as is that he's he's not as quotable as Tommy. No, yeah, he's not as quotable as Tommy. Whoever this guy is, but the charm is just like how bad the acting is. It's not so much the lines; it's, it's yeah. just the, yeah. the the bad edits and the bad acting. What are you gonna do? So yeah, that's what I saw. I'll, I'll probably never watch a seat of Chucky again, <laughs> unless there's some sort of commentary on it. I might want to hear what they have to say about making the movie. What do you I'm have to sorry. say? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. look, we were high. Well, the funny thing is, is the um, Don Mancini is wrote the first one, and he's made every Chucky movie since. Yeah, so it stayed with the same guy. So he thinks it's interesting. Maybe. Or makes well, money. that's why he made Curse of Chucky, because I think he wasn't happy with Seed of Chucky either. Oh, okay. No, I don't think anybody was. I don't think Brad Dourif was happy yeah. with Seed of Chucky. <laughs> see how that works. <laughs> cool. That's what we saw. James, you have a comic book for me this week? I can, but it's Spider-Man week. I just assumed. Uh, I did Spider-Man last week. I haven't read The Amazing Spider-Man yet. Okay. All right. I mean, I can tell people to read Amazing Spider-Man 121, but I hope they really I can, have. I can give you guys a comic book if, cool. if you need one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, before you do, real quick, technically this will go up before, uh, but tomorrow is free comic book day. And uh, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week, but um, even though we're late, go support your, your local comic book store. Hell yeah. Uh, if you've never been to a comic book store, find one near you. They may still have some books. Just walk in. Buy a couple of things. Um, they've got a they've got a Guardians of the Galaxy and a Rocket Raccoon book this year, um, which you know might help you prepare for some movies later in the summer. Uh, so go check that shit out. I thought of you when I saw the Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D. Yeah, the trailer. I still haven't seen that trailer in theaters yet. No, and it pisses me off every time. Like today, I was like, "Well, for sure, it'll, we'll we'll see it this time." You didn't see it with Captain America two at all. No, because it's one of those things. It's supposed to launch with Captain America, right? Um, but it's just sort of traditionally true that a lot of times the theater won't necessarily get the the trailer or show get enough copies of the trailer to show it in front well, of every showing. Too, is we do, see so it's app, really common. And the Alamo only shows two trailers before they're that too. Yeah, um, so. Because right. I'm sure they're going to show Guardians of the Galaxy, but but they also I think I've, the Alamo tends to trailer. show movies that are more recent, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think they don't necessarily like showing a movie or a trailer for a movie at the end of the summer because yeah. the hope is it's you know they want to sell sell you a ticket two weeks from now. No. Yeah, it's I, mm-hmm. I mean I, I I've seen the trailer a couple times in theaters. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's going to be the it's going to be an amazing Marvel movie. It's uh, going to be the Scott Pilgrim of the Marvel universe. Uh, I, I really that's a good way to put it. I think yeah. yeah. Because it's James, it's James Gunn. Like I, I, it's it's the same thing with Edgar Wright. I thought that Scott Pilgrim was going to be this big, huge explosion, 
And no, it is that movie's fucking dope as shit. Like, yes, yeah, it didn't but it do was very not, well. But it, like, yeah, but look, who, look what won at the box office that week. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's going to be the same result. But ultimately, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to get a lot of love in yeah, the long run. Yeah, I agree. I think that a lot of people aren't going to go see that movie because it's got a talking raccoon in it, and they will miss out. Because I think that movie's going to be fucking amazing. It's got a tree in it too, but nobody's making fun of that either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, What's your book? What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Well, my book is Marvels. Uh, Does anybody remember Marvels? I love Marvels. I think it's one of the most beautifully drawn things I've ever seen in my life. And I remember reading it when I was in middle school, and I picked it up again uh, this week, uh, just really kind of looking for something to read because I had The Man Without Fear run, and I'm kind of leafing through that right now. Mm-hmm. So I just went through Marvels. It's a quick read. As anybody doesn't know who what Marvels is, it's basically all the Marvel heroes in their origins based off of when they were created, told through the eyes of this photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very... I think it's a poetic story. I think if anybody wants to make an indie, artsy-fartsy Marvel movie out there, that would be it. It would be to make Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the most indie – that's the 500 days of summer of the Marvel universe. Like if, if Mark Webb were going to make – oh, shoot. If, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, no, if, but if, like, um, if Jim Jarmusch, the guy who did um, only, um, uh, only Lovers Left Alive, the new vampire movie that came out, if oh, he yeah. were to do something like Marvels, it would be amazing. Um, the artwork is brilliant. It's Alex Ross, I believe, is the uh, main mm-hmm. artist behind it. Um, there's just there's incredible artwork with the Human Torch that I really like, and I totally identified with because it was almost like a science exhibit, and they just have him kind of like being, you know, it's just him studied upon. It's like the Elephant Man uh, uh, in the movie in the Elephant Man when they're revealing mm-hmm. everything with him, um, you know. So I, I would totally recommend and pick up that book. You know? Cool. And I also read um, uh, the Archie Zombie book. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no real comment because I'm not finished with it yet, but I really like I really like what they've done with it. The, the fourth one really got me. It really yeah. did. I re- I heard your review on uh on the last one that you'd read and I, that's that was actually really depressing because I it hadn't is. read that one yet up to that point. When I finally read it, I was I got what you were saying about it. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I need to read the death of Archie now, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm suddenly back into Archie. <laughs> <laughs> but just the weird versions of Archie. Yeah, just the weird fucked up Archie. <laughs> yeah, Marvels is when I Alex Ross, I think, hit his peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds silly to say because that's almost 20 years ago. But uh, now I, th- I don't know. His art doesn't catch me as much. He does because a lot of he covers, do, yeah, because he doesn't do interiors anymore, and and you know in Marvels he had to do interiors and um, do layouts, and I think it challenged him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's really challenged anymore. Yeah, his covers now to me, like I see them and they feel his covers for the Ooh, new Batman sixty six um, are supposed to look pretty good. I haven't seen them yet. But. Yeah, you know, and my issue with him always his Batman's and Superman's always look like chubby. They they seem like he tries to make them uh, too real. I, they try to make him, and that sounds silly to say about a superhero, but I don't yeah, know. no, I hear, you. yeah, cool, cool. And now it's the moment all fans have been waiting for—the <laughs> end of the show. Yep, see you later. Um, this week, the real nerds went and saw the Amazing Spider-Man two. James, should people go see the Amazing Spider-Man two? Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed this and. And people are going to say what all they want to say about too many villains or, you know, it being hackneyed at times or whatever. I don't feel it because at the end of the day, 
there are really good characters and a really good story here that I think is really worth telling. Um, and that's going to drive through everything else. Um, yeah, people need to go see this movie. Brad, should people go see The Amazing Spider-Man 2? I've been dreading this all week. Because <laughs> I saw it on Monday as well. And, oh, yeah? Uh, and I'm not even to be a dick, but I, I thought it was dull. I thought it was boring and weak. And I'll explain why in a minute. Cool. Zach, should people go see The Amazing Spider-Man too? Finally, the tables <laughs> have turned. <laughs> oh, um, I really, really wanted to like this movie. Um, I really, really did. Um, I do not discourage people from seeing any comic book movie at all, period, in a, in a theater. But Spider-Man 2 is... Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man the 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is... I mean, if you're a kid or if you're a teenager, you're going to probably love the shit out of this movie. I don't know why I didn't like it. Everything in that movie is set up for me to like it, and yet there is something about it that I just did not get. And we'll go into it because most of this movie is spoiler-filled. That is one thing. You cannot really describe what goes on in this movie without giving away big plot details. Um, uh, And I will say, though, on the other hand of me not liking it, Everybody in the movie is fantastic. Yep. The acting is solid in it. Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield, they all give solid performances. Jamie Foxx gives a good performance as Electro. Uh, Paul Giamatti stole my heart as my favorite <laughs> comic book villain movie of all time. Any Out of any comic book villain I've seen in a movie, he was my favorite because he's the only one who's ever said, I am a criminal! <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I had to give him props for that. And I think Dane DeHaan, um, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is uh, young Willem Dafoe. It's fucking scary. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, definitely um, approach with caution is what I would say. Hmm. Approach with caution. If you're a fan of Spider-Man, you're going to love it. Um, Yeah. I, this is a tough one for me to review because my heart's so much into Spider-Man. Um, I mean, I loved the movie. Um being such a Spider-Man fan, I think it hit all the right moments. And but I'm not surprised that it's um, divisive; that a lot of people um, can't get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because, and actually, I, I will disagree on one point with that you said, Zach. I think kids will have a harder time with this movie because there's about an hour where Spider-Man's not in the movie. That yeah. Is tr- um, yeah, yeah, we'll get into that so, later. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite hour of the movie. <laughs> Here's uh, <laughs> shut up. Here's the trailer for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. You know what it is I love about being Spider-Man? Everything. Peter Parker. There he is, boy. It's been 10 years. What have you been up to? I do some web design. question of the day nothing is what i thought it was i once told you that secrets have a cost the truth does too my name is richard parker i have discovered what oscorp was going to use my research for what is all 
harvest. The future. We have plans for you, Peter Parker. You wanted to be the hero. Need a hand? Now you gotta pay the price. We have the power now. We can change the world. Now let's go catch a spider. choice. This is my path. This is bigger than you, Peter. I'm the only one who can stop them. I'm Spider-Man. I love you. Don't hate me. Peter! That uh, was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer pretty much says what's happening is Spider-Man is a little older, maybe not wiser. He's uh, he's made the mistake of... If you're one chin hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, of still seeing Gwen Stacy. Um, which was very uh, foreboding in the last... Uh, the last shot of The Amazing Spider-Man was one of my favorite shots ever in a s- superhero movie. Um, and then that they just continued it. Um, and so it, it's just him going through being the fun hero, uh, but also making mistakes along the way. Uh, it, so the reason why I love Amazing Spider-Man, the reason why... Is, is well, it's because I like this Peter Parker more, um, and in that movie, the, the the chemistry between Peter and Gwen is so good, and it's so much fun just to be around those characters at all times, um, and this is is no exception. In fact, it ramps it up. So, I, like the tension between them and what they're doing, I is so engrossing to me, and and. And uh, for me, builds Peter Parker as a character so well in this movie that I, I really didn't give a shit about Spider-Man. <laughs> Honestly, like all I cared about was the fact that at this point in his life, all of his su- support structure, like she's everything, and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't realize how how much he's re- he's leaning on Aunt May, but like he feels like he's lost everyone he relies mm-hmm. on in his life, and he can't lose her too. And of course, the whole time you're like. Dude, it's, it's coming. Like you're making these choices, and you're gonna pay the consequences for them. Um, and watching him grow through that, like that story, is why I'm there. Um, Electro's cool, and Green Goblin's whatever. It's probably shoved in too much, and whatever. I don't care. The action scenes with Electro are fucking amazing, and you can't get that anywhere else. Um, but I care about Peter, and I care about what he's what he's going through. Uh, and there aren't that many superhero movies that can say that. Um, and here's a because we're going to start spoiling this movie, so I, yeah. I'm going to play up on that. Oh, yeah. Here's a cool scene of Peter and Gwen establishing ground rules when um, they've broken up, and so there's establishing ground rules for them seeing each other. 
You're in trouble. Who's that guy? There was an accident in the genomics lab. They're covering it up. That's how it's going. This is the maintenance closet. This is the most cliched hiding place you could have chosen. This oh, is I'm this sorry. is the stupidest hiding I didn't place. Take us to the Bahamas of listen, hiding places. Listen. You just kissed me. Right. How'd you like it? I felt a little bit rushed. I know. This is the plan. You get to the elevator. I'm gonna distract him, okay? I just spilled a hot latte all over your I didn't see that. Oh, no. And you too. I'm sorry. Oh, stay stay right there. Wait, wait, wait. Hey! All right. Ah, on your way. I'm sorry. I'm all thumbs today. I just, the- I just, I really like the Gwen. Listen to me, Gwen. Uh, fuck you. That's the most romantic scene I've seen in years. Oh my god. Look, look man. Nobody, no. nobody loves the the relationship between Peter and Gwen more than I do. I guess I disagree. Whoa, I, 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 I do. I love I that relationship too. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, being a huge Spider-Man fan, um, you know, I was, I, I was talking to my wife about this. There's. I do like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Um, and here's the difference. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man plays a Spider-Man who's guilty of who he is. Right. He's the guy that, uh, I'm the reason my Uncle Ben's dead. I'm the reason I put Mary Jane in danger. I'm the reason my friends turn against me. Um, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man has those same issues. But to me, he is the Spider-Man I want to see. Mm-hmm. He's a Spider-Man. And this is my problem with the superior Spider-Man. is you, If you lose the fun of who Spider-Man is... Then it's not Spider-Man to me. Yeah, yeah it's too dramatic. He's, it's too. Um, um, he not only enjoys what he's doing, but he also is that he's that symbol of hope in a lot of ways. And he he even real. It's part of why this movie is good. He has to realize that he's that symbol of hope for himself. I couldn't agree more. And being a huge Spider-Man fan, you you see the because I, I know where the story is going to go. Right. I do. I I, I honestly knew what was going to happen in this story. I knew she was going to die. It was spoilers. I knew when we've Stacey said was, it plenty of times. Yeah, I knew when Stacy was. Who is Stacy's dead? Yeah, but here's the thing: to play with, I, I've read that book so many times, and it makes me cry. It does mm-hmm. because to me, those characters mean so much to me. Yeah, no, and absolutely. and I'll be honest too. When I saw that movie yesterday, I could not like tears were coming down my eyes because the way they played it um, is you know, and I don't. I actually I don't feel the Green Goblins tacked on. I really don't. I don't feel most. Of I don't feel it either. I don't because I, I think, think it feels natural. I think it's a natural progression for the, and I don't think a lot of people understand the character of Harry Osborn, um, because I think that movie actually nailed who Harry Osborn is. He's this spoiled brat who doesn't get his way, and when he doesn't get his way, he lashes out in an immature way, and he doesn't understand what he's doing, and you know. Th- the transformation like to father. The, yeah, the transformation to the goblin is to me because I think Harry Osborn is the most tragic character in Spider-Man. Is he's always but, the good guy and he always wants to do well, but he he has this inferior. Uh, what am I trying to say? He has a complex. Thank complex, you. Yeah. That he's never going to live up to his, who his father is, and he's never going to be as good as Pete. And, and, and I agree with you in the comics. But the reason why people are going to have issues with this is I think if they came to this movie, because we've 
I think I feel like we've been trained to go into comic book movies for the villains in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go into this movie for that, you're gonna feel like that. What you're just saying, that's not really in this movie. Like it is, but it's Kurt. It's not mm-hmm. uh, not Kurt Connors. I mean, like it's short. Yeah. It's brief. Um, they sort of get through all of that stuff because those villains are the impetus for the things that are happening in Peter's life. I agree because um, this know, the, is really a movie about Peter. Yeah, and it's it's the choices he makes, and it's it is really fascinating to me because. I know how Gwen Stacy dies in the comics and how they set it up in this movie. It still like breaks my heart because, you know, they keep on teasing you. They're teasing you. They're teasing you. Um, And he, he reaches out for her. And I I just, how you make this movie too is, you know, he catches her and she still hits the ground and there's that like thud. Yeah. And in, I've seen this movie back to back days and both times people have like, (gasps) yeah, they can't believe that he missed her. And then, they made such an amazing choice, no pun intended, that after she hits, the music stops. Everything stops. Right. The, it's, it's quiet. And um, they let the, the gravity of what just happened really sink in. Mm-hmm. That um, She said it was her choice to be there. And it's, I think it's rough because that scene, as it was going, like, yeah, I knew what was going to happen. Um, but as it was going, I was like, you know, having a moment doesn't matter how you shoot it or what you do having a moment where somebody dies and somebody else like basically rushes to them and, and picks them up and wishes they weren't dead and cries it's just a rough, it's a tough scene to put in a movie like it's just you gotta really nail it and and i think uh i don't think it tugs on my heartstrings as much as it could but that thud that thud is that rough. thud is haunting. Um, I just it just partially because like that care she is such. This is gonna sound weird, but she is such a living part of the movie. Like she is so present and alive and active that when it happens and she goes limp, like it. I don't know. It's um. It's disturbing in some ways. And two, um, uh, what's cool about how the movie's written is. Peter's the one who made the choice to stay with Gwen. Mm-hmm. He's going to go to England with her. She didn't drop everything to be with him, and which yeah. I, I think is a really but, cool... But there's also plenty of stuff in there. Like, they go back and forth. They give you... They give him plenty of stuff to forgive him for, mm-hmm. to forgive himself for it. Um, because... And it's one of the things I really love about it is that it's not this, like... Um, it's not this super like misogynistic. Well, this is his choice one way or another. Like, no, she's like, no, motherfucker. I said yes. I am here for a reason, and I put myself in this situation. And as cool as that is, she still pays the consequences mm-hmm. for it, and he does too. Um, it might be unavoidable, but I don't know. It's just, um, I think they did a really good job of that part. Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't. F- Here's my problem: is that that. Sh- that that moment should have made me cry, because mm-hmm. I had never really seen anything that impactful in a Spider-Man movie before. But you knew it was coming, right? That's the that's kind of the problem. Yep, I knew it was coming, and but that's probably my problem with a lot of the movies. I knew a lot of the movie was coming, and I mean, I when I when watching it the second time, I was not, I was a lot more impressed the second time around than I was the first time. The second time around, I started realizing a lot more of the nuances, um, obviously towards the comic book, but also just towards making a better story. But I still don't feel like it's... I feel like that moment of Gwen Stacy's death is not 
it's not as strong for me because it's how do I describe it? It's just it feels it doesn't feel like there's some, it felt too God, this is, is, it, di- is, this it is the most it, difficult review I've ever had to give on Real Nerds, period. Um, it, is, it, is it because, because I'll, I'll tell you, for me, the reason that it didn't make me cry is because it was hitting beats I knew were coming. Yeah. And even though it was, and that's, that's it's, the thing, it though. Is, but it is impossible for me to hold it against that. That's like saying that, like, you know, yeah, like, that, it, it's, like it's, Schindler's it's, List is not as good because I knew that all the Jews were going to die. Yeah. Like, it's, and and it's that's, a, that's a ex- very extreme way to go, but like, it, they had to tell that story. Um, and it's got to be heart wrenching in some ways, but um, I, I don't disagree with and, you. It's and, just like, and I can never fault the movie just on that moment alone. Right. Like I have other problems with the movie just in terms of like timing. I thought the movie was way too long. Number one, I thought that there could have at least been twenty minutes cut out of that movie. Um, uh, just yeah, you would by, cut out. You would cut out twenty minutes of the part I like. Yeah, I probably. <laughs> I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I really love yeah. the fifteen minutes that Spider Man's in the movie. Um, <laughs> uh, there's to, to me. There's just. Uh, it's that because I know that it's coming. I think I'm not as enthused about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is is that like I think that something about the Batman movies or even the X Men movies is that they are taking from certain stories from the past but they're not doing them directly or uh, directly influenced per se yeah but this one felt like it was so hell-bent on doing the death of gwen stacy that it would do anything to get there that's what it felt like to me okay that's now, interesting. now i i could be completely wrong and i could be seeing it the wrong way but that's just how it felt to me is that it was so desperate to hit that note that it would do anything to get there and the only other thing that I really did not like about the movie was the one thing that I was looking forward to about this movie. I really wanted Shailene Woodley to play Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, and but she's I, cut. I yeah. thought that her moment in the movie was going to be her at the end of the movie going face the tiger, you hit the jackpot, and then that's when the movie would end. I thought if they did that, I would have like, take my no, money. No, I would have walked I, out so I, fucking pissed. I, I, I'd be like, that's so, I, could, that's so fucking bold. Yeah, because, <laughs> because if one woman you. dies, you just replace that with a different woman. <laughs> see, no. see I, I disagree totally with you, Zach, because... Um, I'm what, not saying it's what, the no, perfect world. No. I thought that's what was going to happen. I'm like, what, dude, I'm totally on board for that bold-ass move. The death of Gwen Stacy brought tears to my eyes, but I'll be completely honest with you. Something made me cry more in that movie. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Peter is dealing with the death of Gwen Stacy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then he has a scene with Aunt May where Aunt May is hinting that she knows he's Spider-Man. Hell yeah. And he goes in his room and he realizes that the world needs Spider-Man. But that's not what made me cry. Hell yeah. It's He's going and the rhino shows up So again. manipulative, but it's awesome. And the little boy comes out there. Oh. And he, God. Like Tiananmen Square, he puts on the Spider-Man mask, like <laughs> and he he stands up to the tank, and how, and how he stands. And to me, like I said earlier in the show, to me that's who Spider-Man is. It doesn't matter anybody who's under the mask. It's what does he do? Outs. Uh, it's yeah. on the inside, and anybody can stand up to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like tears were like coming down my eyes because. That to me epitomizes who Spider Man is. And if you had Mary Jane show up and face it, Tiger hit the jackpot, I might have hated this movie. <laughs> really? Because, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The other reason it's the wrong ending is that this is a movie where he has to he has to go from a place where he is living for 
where he's giving everything he can to the people around him and then realize like what he has to realize what Spider-Man is to him. Right. Exactly. So like he has to lose that support structure and then gain it back. And it is in realizing what it may is through that in that last scene, which is amazing, man. She fucking Sally field. She's, I really like her. I don't know if she's heard, but I really like her. Um, she is great. And that scene followed by yeah, what you're talking about where he sort of nuts up and is like, Oh yeah, no, this shit's pretty important. And, um, and it's just I, great. And I don't think like you can like, look, ultimately the movie, the way the movie is going to end is the way the movie was going to end. And I've, I, I my opinion has changed a little bit since seeing that the second time. I'm still not the biggest fan of it, but I mean, you know, props to Mark Webb for you know making a Spider-Man movie that was at least interesting mm-hmm. for my taste. Like this was the most interesting Spider-Man movie I've ever seen because it actually hit because it was hitting those dramatic beats I knew I was going to hit. I felt more invested, especially with Dane DeHaan playing Harry Osborn. I you I totally agree with you. That is the best Harry Osborn I've ever seen. Period. Like it's and, it's it's perfect. And that scene, the way he directs, like that sort of improv, like that scene when um, when they're at the when stair, Harry, when yeah, the, the stairs, yeah, yeah. Which a is just really I like the way it's shot. Uh, it's so well um, directed. But like that that very brotherly relationship mm. they have, it's mm-hmm. really natural. Yeah, um, and just here's really the thing: cool. like I'm I'm going back and forth on it. Like you're bringing up points why I should love this movie, but I'm just I'm still I, not sold. It's, I mean, it's it's tough, and I maybe know a third uh, time. Maybe I, I have I, to go a third time, guys. <laughs> I think I know where you're coming from because there are times, and I've had that before, where like you kind of know what a movie's going to do, either because the trailers have told you everything or because you know the story up front. I'm just and really it, it can be that tough for that movie to like hit you the way you want it to. I'm just really angry that Ryan's made me feel emotions for the first time in my life. <laughs> Brad, you haven't said anything. What, what were your biggest issues with it besides Spider-Man. Are we finally done sucking this movie's cock? You let me say something? <laughs> oh, it's so you big, can jump though. in at any time. I don't like interrupting people in discussions. <laughs> Um, it started out great. Like it started out th- with the opening that we've always talked about. Yeah, like, being yeah great. I, I, I was telling Laura about I that. I am too. a criminal. But um, yeah, after that, like, uh, apparently New York has the most inept police force because they all put all their squad cars facing one direction, like chasing the villain, and then at the very end, uh, the police are trying to shoot down the rhino with handguns, and he has a like a fifty caliber <laughs> machine gun. What are they supposed to do? Uh, tell people to clear the streets and stop hanging around uh, well, or they're going to get shot. Yeah. Um, but, but then we wouldn't have that kid coming out to stop him like Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which no, none of the cops tried. They stopped the mom, but they won't stop the kid. <laughs> the kid <laughs> ran faster and was knows small. What he's doing. Yeah. The rhino shot like six rounds over that kid's head. I, yeah. And then you know, it's, the but it's about the point. It, it, so it doesn't fucking point. matter. Right. Like, and, then, and then stopped to give him and Spider-Man a chance to bond. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Rhino's just like, yeah, I got so okay, There's cool parts in this movie. Obviously, the Gwen Stacy moment is like, the way they pull it off, like visually, is like just heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. Like, because, you know, in the com- you're telling me in the comics, like, she swings over the bridge, mm-hmm. snaps her neck, but in this thing, like, he snaps her goes, fucking back. <laughs> like, well, he smashes oh, in the back of her head into the concrete. Yeah. Oh, God. And then you see, like, the sound. blood coming out of her nose. Like, she's Ugh. not quite dead when he gets to her, but she's, like, <sighs> unconscious and she's dying in his arms. Like, she's not instantly dead. That was, that she's was, she's bleeding blo- internally. That is such a brutal death. Yeah. For a PG 13 movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the it just feels like the rest of the movie is just filler because like the whole movie is to get to that moment. Like the whole movie is uh, make you love P- 
Peter and Gwen so much to get to that iconic moment. And meanwhile, there's Electro, which is a complete waste of a villain. Like, his whole motivation is like, man, Spider-Man didn't remember me. No, nobody will remember me. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I don't disagree. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, well, what were you he, he feels very cartoon show. Yeah. Um, he, he, he's the one that feels tacked on. Yeah, out of everybody, especially Paul Even Giamatti. Though, Paul Giamatti is more is well, more effective as a villain. Paul Giamatti, I give a password because he's a bookend. Yeah, to yeah. the movie. Um, I love that fucking. But line. Electro is made to be like a like the major prime villain yeah. with uh, Harry Osborn coming in from behind. Yes, yeah. but he's, Electro, it, like he Electro has cool sequences. Yeah, um, but his whole motivation and. Like his it's, thema- it's so weak. His, his story is so weak. His arc didn't match up with anybody else's in there. See, and that's what made it uneven. You could like, take I, him out of the movie, and the movie would still. Be I, yeah, I would argue you could take strong. Max out of the movie and just have like just show the dude, you know, this dude who like oh he fumbles into this thing and gets turned into whatever, and and still have the the action sequences because that's he's there for two reasons. He's there for the action sequences, and then he becomes like this foot soldier for. Harry at the end, which I, I feel like he has could, lightning bolts on that's it. That's my one problem. <laughs> oh. That's a one he thing. He designed I his own that suit. Mean, Ryan? He's a corny no. ass dude, man. No, no, that's he made the, his own birthday cake. That's the one thing I did not like about the movie <laughs> is he had lightning bolts on the side of his costume. Like, at least uh, he didn't have lightning bolts on the side of his face. But I that would have been even better. But see, I will say this: visually, he's an amazing character. Yeah, pretty good. That's what's cool so disappointing is like how his yeah the the story for him is just so terribly weak yeah if they given more scenes of him like if they wanted to go the route of like he has this ego problem or this uh what is it like uh, self um, i think it's an exception problem. Yeah. he's so insecure yeah if they had more because he only has that one scene with like the cake yeah and then or i guess when he meets spider-man whatever you kind of see how insecure he is so if they'd done more stuff throughout the movie building to that but no it's kind of like just a real quick thing and then he goes to times square and all the because they want to focus on Peter and Gwen, though. All That's the, spi- the problem with the balance there. Like it's it's a balanced movie, but it's not balanced. <laughs> and all the Spider-Man villains like have this un- inability to reason really fast. Like they yeah. get really emotional really quick and mm-hmm. don't jump back. Um, yeah. Is like really frustrating because like Spider-Man goes to Harry and he's like, "Hey, you know, I don't want to do this for you because it might hurt you," and instantly they can't see the other side of it. They're just always one-sided, and that's kind of frustrating. Like, that's you think someone as smart as Harry would be able, like, yeah, I know, I, I know this would hurt me, but like, it's really important to me to survive. Well, he did say that to him, though. Uh, he said, uh, "What's the difference? I'm already dying." So he's desperate to find a cure. He doesn't care if he dies or not, and that's mm-hmm. why Harry Osborn to me is such a tragic character. Is because I don't Harry Osborn is not in his mind. He's not a bad guy, but he makes choices that affect who he is. And I mean, he said, he's like, I don't care. I'm already dying. Why does it matter if you kill me? And then the Spider-Man rejected him and it sets him off. Yeah. But as as someone who's like supposed to be this lifelong friend, I I thought he'd be more sympathetic towards like, oh yeah. Like even when he doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man yet to his friend, Peter Parker is like, okay, I understand that I'm accepting that you can't just call up Spider-Man whenever you want. But I mean, could you really... I really need your help with this, you know. But he gets yeah. really mad really fast. Give me that blood. So, yeah. like, it's just frustrating to watch. Um, I just feel like it's it's racing through it, and obviously because it's like a two hour movie and they have too much to do. Um, so, yeah. But Peter, and like Peter and Gwen are cute together. But 
I think there's too much of that in the movie. Oh my god! It feels like there's a longer movie that might be an even better movie than what we saw. Like it feels yeah. like there's like a good three. <laughs> it feels like there's a good thirty. Th- I'm sorry, a good three hour movie there, three hour and thirty minute movie there that we didn't see. No, I just I think it needs to be more focused. Like if you want to do like. Obviously, the Peter and Gwen is most important because you want to build to the effect of the death of Gwen. Like, you, you want people to feel like he really lost someone important to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Which also, I don't really feel like they had, a, like, a strong... Because, like, it's a lot of these moments of, like, they're just kind of standing around or going on a date and talking. I, I'm, oh, uh, my I, I, God. Actually, you know what? Actually, you know what? I will no. disagree with you on this. The moment where they're on the top of the, um, the bridge and... Um, He's just talking about how he's not going to be Spider-Man anymore. You were talking about moments that made you well up. I'm not going to lie. That made me well up a little bit. But as, a, as a comic book fan in general, just seeing like the, the, the hero with the dream girl up there on that little like, – that's a, that's, a, that's a good swelling image. Like, mm-hmm. I totally dug that. You know? like them, them going on a date and talking is this movie. Like, dialogue is what characters do to each other. And when, when, yes, they, but... when, they, when they – hold on. When, when they first are setting ground rules – and she laughs, and he says, well, that's the first thing that's got to go. Honestly, that scene's so well-written and so well-acted, you could probably only have that scene, and the movie would work. Like, them going on dates and talking is why I love this movie and why it's important and why it matters that she dies. Like, it's, And it's why I don't give a shit about Spider-Man in this movie, <laughs> because it's really good. Um. Oh man, no. But I feel like their relationship, like their their relationship, should be tested more. Like in the other Spider-Man movies, uh, Mary Jane. I think the second one, she was like an actress, and like being Spider-Man kept taking him away from like her performances and stuff. In this movie, like she's just going to, uh, to Oxford, and he's like not because he's Spider-Man. He's just like not. I don't know. How to no, it's, that's it, but those in those movies it's so much shallower than here because here their relationship when they are in a relationship is dangerous for her well-being. Like if they're together she is in danger and that like that is so much bigger than oh I can't make it to the play on time or I'm always an empty seat. Like those scenes in those movies are are really adorable and touching, but the reason why those movies have to rely on the villain is because they can't rely on that because being an empty seat and like not being there for her play is really shallow by comparison to if I love you, you die. No, that's the like, theme in all the movies. Like people, ladies, like if he's around people he loves, like they're always in danger. But right, but they're never going to die. Examples. And here they die. Like that. That's the thing. The stakes here are really high by comparison because in those movies we know they're not. That's what. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My favorite part of this podcast is James is fighting my fight for me. Um, <laughs> because uh, this movie's, I, you know, good. the one thing we haven't touched on, and I was and terrified what, what, of this movie going in. I was what, really what afraid. Is really cool is the visual effects. This movie are amazing. I'm actually yeah. not going to lie. These there's a couple. There's these a couple are the most points. deserving of an Oscar. The CGI of Spider-Man and the 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 van or whatever collecting the things like. Oh yeah, yeah, like an armored whoa, band. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that, that was weak. Um, Paul Giamatti at the end is a little bit yeah, and w- Paul Giamatti floating yeah, in but, the I mean, but dude, the, the Electro looks good. And the scenes where Spider-Man's like web swinging, yeah, I have they look never. Good. I mean, I saw in 3D IMAX, and it literally felt like you were dropping from the building. And uh, there's also his spider sense in here is so freaking cool. Yeah, when he's you know when Electro shoots that 
uh, car. Uh, that police car at the people running up and the it stairs, extends out to and the, extends up, and he's like thinking in slow motion on how he's going to save him. Yeah, that was that was as, really cool. As a Spider-Man fan, it's what I love, and I love that they don't make it um, like really cheesy. You know, the thing that interrupts his date with Gwen Stacy is all of a sudden he's talking. He, he realizes that something's mm-hmm. not right. To me, yeah, that's a spider sense in. And I feel like it's a thing that they've never been able to do in the I last agree. movies. Like, there's something I don't. I don't even know what it is. It's I don't think it's the sound. It's got to be something in the way he moves the camera, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe it's just the way Raimi does it. it off. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah. There's some which is fine, but not it, it good just feels parts more obvious in the special effects. Yeah, but there's but that's, the part where he's swinging through the city and he's like contorting his body and using his webbing as slingshots is. Yeah, there's some little hiccups here and there, but I mean, I've never seen something look like that. And I that didn't even cool. see hiccups in the visual effects at all. The visual effects were were amazing in this movie. Mm. That was that was the amazing thing about the Amazing Spider-Man to me was the visual <laughs> effects. Bah. Those were incredible. That looked like a comic book. That looked amazing. That final yeah. scene at the uh, power grid or the abandoned power oh, company, <laughs> the abandoned electric company. Looked incredible. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's that Incredible Hulk thing for me, where when everything's CG, it all looks not real. Um, but, but 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 it but it's still really good. But it works like, for Spider Man or Hulk because they are look for all intents and purposes. None of us can flex or bend like a spider guy. So no, I don't disagree. But in the same way that it doesn't work for Incredible Hulk, where it is that well, as cool, as, cool as the action scene with Electro is, I don't feel the stakes that well oh, because it all looks it, it all looks. Um, Fake. I just remember one other, like tiny de- detail that I did like mm. was Electro's theme. Yeah. Music oh, <laughs> it was the thing I wanted to end on at the end because like Laura you hated see the how. Music. Oh my god! No, it's so good. It's I hear the songs like when Peter's like yeah, yeah. thinking. No, no, the score's good. Oh yeah, the sc- yeah. Uh, which yeah, Hans Zimmer didn't do the last one, right? No. No. Yeah. James Warner no, no, no. did, I believe. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, there's somebody else on this one too. Uh, Hans Zimmer, yeah, the Magnificent Six. Yeah. No, 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 is that all? Oh, for all was it really just Sinister Six? <laughs> yeah, that would make sense though, because that, that's the, part of what's really cool about it is the way it doesn't sound like any other superhero movie. No, well, and the way that he like turns music into turns electro into music, mm-hmm. it's just cool. Like it, you know, it's one of those things that Mark Webb is really good at because um, I you know he came out of music videos and stuff like that and. I don't know. I, I think he's good at music and movies. Even even the like poppy music he works in, like I like some of that stuff, so I'm cool with it. But the way that he Yeah, like oh man, when, when Electro is bouncing around at the different things and it's actually making a song and it, and at first you're like, Oh, that's cool. Is that really the score? And then Spider Man's like comments on the fact that it's making a song, you're like, Oh snap, like that's <laughs> like happening. I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, I totally agree. That's the only thing you liked about the movie was the music. <laughs> I told you I like the opening. The, uh, the one thing I will like about the movie, I'm just, yeah. that's fine. Um, um, you, you know, the, I, the next one needs to have Shocker at the beginning. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> right. I'll find something negative to add to it. Uh, let's <laughs> His, uh, I guess another like thing that was thrown on there, but it's not a thing thrown on there because it's an extension of the last movie, is him like figuring out like what his dad's role that's, was. Um, you know, that's the one scene I think that, because they didn't put it in the first one, they felt like they had to make up for. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did. I did like the opening of like his parents on the plane and stuff. I thought totally. it was really cool. Dude, Richard yeah. Parker's uh, a badass. Yeah, but, but yeah, the fact that he has a subway car, yeah, like I mean, secret that's, layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that seems very exposition. Is this yeah. now that is not canon? 
That um, from my from my knowledge, I don't remember. The, it's canon. It, his parents were set up as well. It was in the '60s, and they were set up as but not by, the subway train. No, no, no. That's what. And I now think. Roosevelt is either real or a real urban legend. Like, right, like that train. Right, but I was Roosevelt like, that's, that's not. But I, but they did the subway train. I'm like, that's well, yeah, if they did like did in the comics, then the, <laughs> then the Red Skull set up the Parkers, and that would have been awesome. Yeah, the Red Skull oh, shows dude. up. How yeah, go, we can come out. I've already done Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, awesome. Mr. Parker. And then two, of, <laughs> and then your favorite comic book movie, and then my favorite comic book movie could combine. And then, <laughs> Cap, nice. and then Cap shows up. With the Falcon. Hey, guys, what's up? Let's go catch a spider guy. <laughs> Throws his shield. So does Harry, like, adjust to being the Green Goblin? That's why he looks okay at the end? No. What they're doing, I mean, they're changing a little bit, but in the comics, Harry always struggled with being the bad guy. He never wanted to be the bad guy. He always wanted... He's always His friendship with Peter always would trump his being a bad guy mm-hmm. no There's, i mean visually like visually yeah they're, yeah, yeah, yeah they're going with a with a mutated goblin yeah. version where like he he, he can, can control he, how he looks not necessarily no, control that's more of like, like an ultimate spider-man thing uh i in ultimate spider-man it's basically the same thing it would, it would yeah. he shoot himself with a oz formula he would turn into the goblin so in this one i guess the spider venom is kind of the oz formula for him so the spider-man the spider venom just wears off eventually yeah okay and who's the dude with like the bowler hat? That's the only thing I don't know. I, I, it's some I heard, I heard his yeah. name. Yeah, it was Mr. Fierce. Mr. Fierce. Yeah. Was it was Fierce. It wasn't Pierce. No, it was Fierce. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I thought what it was uh, Fierce. Um, no, it's, oh shit! At the in the credits, it's F I E R S. What's his name? Um, B J Novak. Oh my god! Alistair Smythe. Smythe. Yes, Smythe is in this movie. I Twice. almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> yeah. So it was walking like, okay. into an so elevator. Felicia Hardy. And Fel- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you yeah. know, that's they're they're setting up other stuff, but if you're a nerd, you're like, oh, cool, Alistair Smythe, cool, Felicia Hardy. I know. Um, they also make a really unusual reference. I can't remember who it is, but it's a really off-colored reference that only nerds got, and now I can't remember. The best, the, my favorite moment in the movie out of anything in this movie was when he's sending a photo to J. Jonah Jameson, <laughs> and then the reply in the email is, wrong! <laughs> yeah. the fact, I don't know why they don't just get... J.K. JK Simmons back yeah. like we all know like we get, the audience is smart we like, get it this is a reboot but yeah, please bring him back it's a reboot but there's no one better than him bring like, me just back. go get J.K. Simmons already I imagine that J.K. Simmons when he's not around the public eye is J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> right, in his real yeah. life he yeah. gets out of the bathroom where's Spider-Man he actually yeah. wears a wig in every other movie because his actual <laughs> hair looks like that slicked back silver hair no, mm-hmm. but, brick, I mean he top. has one of my favorite character moments ever in Spider-Man 2 is uh where he's like mourning the yeah, mourning and he's Spider-Man like, and he goes and, and, I'm oh, thief, I'm yeah. and he's the only one who could save him yeah I got it he's a thief a menace <laughs> I freaking love it I want yeah. Spider-Man he's just perfect like that piece yeah. of casting oh yeah. god whoever yeah. plays him in the third one because they gotta bring him in on the third one yeah J.K. Simmons <laughs> I'm gonna write a letter <laughs> That it'll just say it's John Malkovich. Yo, dog, we get <laughs> it's it. It's gonna be J.K. Simmons. Huh, so maybe the longest review of a movie ever in real nerds history. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was um, Spider Man brings out the passion. Well, there's so much going on in the movie. There is. <laughs> I, you know, as I never really thought felt it was like that crowded. I think they laid the groundwork for so much stuff, and they they let the movie breathe. I think it was fine. Yeah, but. nothing about it feels bad, but but there's things that 
do feel bad. It's just whether or not it plays it's, for you, yeah. yeah. It's it's just like it's it's one or the other. You're going to yeah. either have one opinion or the other. Yeah, it's not that I don't see where there are places that people could struggle with it. I just think they're wrong. <laughs> um, Don't worry. But no, I do, I'm just, I'm just like kidding. I said, I, I did, everybody's I, got their opinion. When I watched it and I saw that Giamatti was at the beginning and then he came back at the end, I'm like, that's what I've always wanted in a superhero right? movie. Right? It was as, so cool. As for you know, a villain to show up, just be you know cast aside. and Yeah, yeah. and then just come back. Because, you know, Even Paul, if they don't, he, he like, got just that part because it. he was talking, I think it was on Conan, about how he always loved the rhino. Yeah. And they gave him that part because yeah. of it. So. Oh boy, did they give him a part. Yeah. So again, I, the, I wonder if he's, I don't think he's going to be in the next one. Probably not. Probably not. I, I don't care. That was the best line in a comic book movie ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, a criminal. criminal. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's the thing. I actually really adore sort of the, the cartoonish sense of humor that yeah. it had from time to time. And I like, like that the, they're bringing like the, it back. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, the, like the moment in the truck where he's catching all the vials and stuff. Like, it was really silly and took me by surprise that it was there, but I was like, "That's that's right, that's a yeah, Spider-Man yeah, from I'm, when we were see, younger." Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it, it the silliest rang. part in that movie is where's Spider-Man, and then they show me as a fireman's hat on, and he's using yeah. a hose. Oh, he's like, yes, "Thanks, Big John." Exactly. Jonathan. Like he's that, he feels almost slightly out of reality. That, that reminded me of of uh, fun Spider-Man. That's yeah. why he's yeah. the best. This is the best Spider-Man because he's the one who actually makes quips. So yeah. you just got all the way from I didn't like it to this is the best Spider-Man. No, I'm just no, saying. He, he, I, I, he uh, is the best Spider-Man. Oh, okay. This right. is right. not the sure, best Spider-Man. Sure. Okay. If you really want to talk about the best Spider-Man movie, it's probably Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi's for me. Yeah. That, that's just what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to beat. I mean, it's a great you know, movie. I, I even like Spider-Man 1 and I like the amazing Spider-Man more than I like this one. Like the first one with Garfield, I like a little bit more. I think I just like the interaction with Risa Fons and Garfield a little, little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, who knows? I may need to see it again, but I will say it is not as shitty as I thought it was going to be. So, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, thanks, Zach. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I really am try- I'm trying to be a spider guy. Mm-hmm. I'll try to catch bad guys just like flies. You should. Okay. Cool. <laughs> What's next, next, week? next week we're seeing Neighbors with oh, cool. uh, Seth Rogen and Zach Do you realize that Godzilla's only two weeks away? Oh, shit. Yeah. And, 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 by the way, does Alex anybody City. mind, do we bring on Spencer Kane for Godzilla? He is a Godzilla fanatic. This okay. is the only thing uh, I've been able to get him fanboyish about. I kind of promised books? Alex Rhodes that he and his boys could come on that week. But then who's Alex Rhodes? Huh? Brody? The Parody Rises guy? Yeah, I know oh, okay. him. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't He's him. been trying to get on for, like, a while, and they usually cancel, so... Then put him on, man. Spencer might still have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll I'm, see. I'm just still going to push it. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, do you mind if I plug really quickly before we get oh, Absolutely. Fuck. God damn it. Fuck you, people. We're almost I at two to. hours, Zach. You're not God doing anything choice. cool. Fuck. If I don't, I'm not doing my job. Uh, when are we coming on Local Brew? Local Brew? When are we um, coming on? Um, I don't care about the show. St- when are we coming on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, wait till we're after we're done recording. I gotta schedule you guys. Um, for local brew, we're gonna be hearing some stuff in uh, late June as to what's going on with that. Uh, for two years since Friday, go check out um, my Facebook page um, or Tony's Facebook page. Tony Gross, T O N Y G R O S Z, and uh, yeah, stay tuned and listen to the show. I guess. This, yeah. this particular one uh, with Ryan and James and Brad, I think your name is. Sure, why not? Perfect. Cool. So, yeah. 
Sweet. Until next time, my spider sense is tingling. Thank you, James, for sticking up for Spider-Man for Fuck me. Yeah, man. These two guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Goddamn good. Yeah. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.